forget about tomorrow. A hundred plus years. And there's only one thing I've ever been sure of. I love you. Will you just hold me? Don't miss a minute of Buffy's final hours. <laughs> Welcome to Illuminata, also known as If the Apocalypse Comes to Beat Me. This is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We take a look at each episode according to its real end date 20 years ago. And this week's episode is Season 7, Episode 20, Touched. We talk about the plot, we talk about the characters, and we will also be talking about Impending Doom. It makes you do the wacky. So spoilers abound for this episode, every episode before it, after it, the comics, and probably other shows and movies. We're all on death's door, repeatedly ringing the bell like maniacal podcasters trying to finish the series. That's harder to do than I thought. Her inflection. You can't stop it. Emma Caulfield. Hello, my name is Kelly. I'm here to talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer with my wonderful co-host, Stacia. Say hello. Hello. And my other co-host, Daniel. Say hello. Power to the podcast. You sound like a child of the 70s. <laughs> and we are, we're here to talk about Touched, uh, which originally aired on May 6th of the year 2003, written by Rebecca Rand Kirshner. Eight of eight for her. Eighth and final for her. Last being Potential. And directed by David Solomon. A 19 of 19 for him. 19th and final episode. The last one being the killer in me. Goodbye to Rebecca Rand Kirshner and David Solomon, who I think at the end of all of this is maybe my favorite director. Not because he did anything extra super special in any of his episodes, but wow. because he's so funny. And I'll never forget him for that. <laughs> he's <laughs> A lot of the commentaries are not good, but his he's always fantastic. So goodbye to both of them. But uh, we still have a lot to talk about before we never... Never talk about them again, I guess, in a way. Anyway, Stacia, tell me what happened in this episode. Uh, during the chaos that is the potential trying to organize themselves, Giles reassures Dawn that Buffy is just fine. Faith is sleepy and tells everyone to regroup in the morning. The power goes out, and Buffy walks alone. The family is fleeing. Buffy is the alonest. She continues <laughs> to walk. She breaks into someone's occupied house and rips the gun that he's using to defend himself out of his hands and makes him leave instead of just going to any other house. That's our hero. <laughs> At the mission, Andrew and Spike play I Spy. Uh, that was important for the plot. Uh, back at Buffy's house, I mean, awkward. <laughs> back at headquarters, the group have moved down into the basement and they lit one candle. <laughs> Faye suggests kidnapping a bringer and asking it questions, which might be the best idea the Brain Trust has come up with since Googling the word evil. Oh, yeah. But no one else likes the idea and Faith has to exert her power as the only left remaining true slayer. Kennedy walks alone. As bait, it turns out. <laughs> bringing her attacks her and the rest of the Scoogie, sc- Scoogie, and the rest of the Scooby gang jump out from the shadows to tie up a bringer and bring her at home. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they find nice. Anya and Dawn in the kitchen, also lit by a single candle, and announce that the bringer doesn't have a tongue. Research girl, Dawn, not Willow if you were confused, <laughs> suggests using magic to make him talk. Spike and Andrew arrive, and Spike immediately asks for Buffy and is promptly informed that after much discussion, Buffy decided it would be best for the group if they kicked her out of the house. Uh, Spike and Faith punch each other a little before Spike leaves in a huff. He stands outside the house and thinks, WWBD, what would Buffy do? Or where would Buffy 
go. Do. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the brightly lit one candled basement, Willow does her spell and the bringer speaks through Andrew. Basically says a bunch of shit that evil is all encompassing and infinite, which leads them to believe that something is hidden under Sunnydale. Jala slits the bringer's throat. Guess we know where the nickname Ripper comes from, eh? A. Upstairs, they come up with a plan to go get whatever it is the bringers are preparing. Jaws gives Faith some props for doing a good job, not just like set props. And then the mayor appears. <laughs> Faith immediately knows he's the first, considering as the real mayor was blowed up by Buffy. But the fake mayor still manages to get in some jobs about how Buffy will never respect her. True. Principal Wood shows up just as the first disappears to find Faith completely shaken. Principal Wood decides to show her some good old-fashioned Sunnydale hospitality. Oh, my. Upstairs, Willow is afraid if she has an orgasm, she'll end the world. <laughs> she still has sex with Kennedy anyways. Anya is mad that she isn't having sex with Xander, with Xander, and then they have sex in the kitchen. Buffy sleeps alone. <laughs> she stands alone. <laughs> She's so alone. Spike finds her and Buffy is sad at him. He gives her a little speech to pep her up. Buffy is right. Caleb has something. Spike urges Buffy to get her army back. Buffy asks Spike to stay with her. They cuddle on the bed together. With all their clothes on and their shoes. And their shoes. And their shoes. It's not their bed. So, fuck yeah, it doesn't count. Still. That poor guy. <laughs> the first is Buffy are mad that she can't have sex with anyone. I guess that's the downside of being incorporeal. Caleb tells her he doesn't understand because the first is everywhere and inside everyone, but seems satisfied when she says she wants to feel someone's neck crack under her hands. The next morning, Buffy wakes up in Spike's arms and heads to the vineyard alone, just to be clear. Because she's alone. Alone. Uh, Buffy and Caleb fight. Caleb gives an opening, and Buffy slides into a trap door in the floor. <laughs> so, so good. There she finds a shiny red axe. <laughs> Meanwhile, Andrew tells the army that Buffy was right. Caleb is protecting something. Faith leads the team to the arsenal in an unspecified place, which they easily find. It's a small collection of some like mediocre weapons. The bringers appear out of the darkness. They fight and take down all the bringers easily. They begin to walk down some dark stairs until they find an old metal box. Faith cracks it open to reveal a bomb. She yells, everybody get down! And the screen goes black. Beep! Boop! Beep! Boop! It's kind of a bad ending for your first mission. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> Not a real confidence boost. No. Uh, thank you for that. I feel like that was the short. It was a shorty. It's nice. I mean, nice basically Great. nothing Great. happens except everyone has sex with Buffy. Yep, but Buffy. Um, fun facts. Facts that happened. Are you ready? This episode was actually filmed after the following episode, End of Days, so that Eliza Dushku could film the pilot of her show, True Calling, which I never watched, but you watched, right? It was, I think it was only I two seasons. Did watch it. I remember nothing about it. Is she like a detective or something? I think so. I, feel I like... can see her in like a, a pea coat, yeah, like in some dark weather. But there's like a, it's, she's like a detective with a twist, like she has premonitions or something. That might yeah. might be a different show. I don't know. That might be a different show. Who knows? Per the script, the Turkish spell that Willow cast to get her bringer to speak translates to, you are getting very sleepy, very, very sleepy. I do not have a pocket watch, but then again, you do not have eyes. Speak to us! <laughs> uh, the actual Turkish, that, that's what Rebecca Rankersher wrote in the script, but um, I think awesome. the actual Turkish is just like, that without who, without speech, speak to us, but hers is much better. Uh, Heather Nova's song, Only Love, which plays while everyone is doing it, is the last piece of non-scored music on the show. Speaking of doing it, 
uh, per a 2019 New York Times article, the sex scene between Willow and Kennedy was the first lesbian sex scene ever shown on network TV, though I think you could count the floating in once more with feeling as a sex scene, but uh, then we'd have to quibble about where the line between implied and explicit is and who has the time for that. Uh, the prop letter that Buffy leaves for Spike reads, Spike, you told me last night... Oh, you told me things last night that I really needed to hear. I feel stronger now because of you. I know what my mission is and that Caleb is holding the secret to it all. This one I have to take care of alone. You take care too, Buffy. Mm -hmm. So thanks, Internet, for somehow finding that out. It was like the link that I found it at. It was uh, some kind of site that tracks props and memorabilia. I don't know. So it's legit. This episode marks the first appearance of the mm, question mark symbol scythe weapon thing on the show. But the scythe actually debuted in the eighth and final issue of the Tales of the Slayer comics written by Joss Whedon. And it subsequently featured in the Frey series. Replicas of the scythe are still selling for $1,000 on eBay. As of yesterday, because I checked and then got really sad because it would be a foolish, stupid thing to buy. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, And you won't ever see the real OG prop on there because that belongs to Joss Whedon. So for now, you know, we'll all just have to suffer with shitty 3D printed model kits and put them together, even though they don't want to, because I could just buy one for a thousand dollars on the internet. But that's fine. Anyway, Tisha, what did you think about this episode? Uh, This episode sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You want to tell me why? Um, I mean, it was fun to see the mayor again. Right? Mm-hmm. But, so good. So good. And I liked that Spike was basically like, immediately like, everyone's an idiot. Goodbye. Peace out. Um, but other than that, it's just like tedious. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're just doing more of this like exposition stuff. Where we just like have to get through it to get through it. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was like they wanted this idea of Buffy fracturing from the rest of the group, and they gave themselves one episode to do it, so they had to just, like, shove it in as quickly as possible. So it just isn't, I don't know, it just makes Buffy look whiny, and it makes Faith look incompetent, and everyone else look incompetent, too. It was, like, honestly embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. So. All very dumb. For sure. I definitely like Spike being so excited and like supportive. He's like, you were right. Let's go do stuff. I'm so happy. Everything's mm-hmm. great. It's who cares I got kicked out? You it's your goddamn house. Excellent point. Mm-hmm. Uh Daniel, what do you think about this episode? Uh it's really fucking bad. Yeah. It is it's it's so <laughs> embarrassing that it's come to this. Um yeah, I mean a couple of the notes. I mean, I I was just like, you know, thinking about TV and it's like I don't wanna I really wanna emphasize, like I don't blame the writers for writing this shit necessarily. But, like, TV 20 years ago is just so different than TV today, and this is kind of how it was. And I'm like, the audience was younger, and maybe we're just older, but they were, like, in between, and maybe it's a bit, it's a bit dumb. You sound pretentious saying that, but, like, there's so much exposition. There's so much uh, telling and not showing. So let's go over our rogues gallery. Who exactly do we have here? Well, there's the first we can't touch. And there's our friend the Reverend, I hate women. Who's basically untouchable. And there's the roid rage vamps who are pretty much the worst. And the- uh... Ringers. It's getting ridiculous. It's, al- it's almost like we're, s- they don't trust that we're actually watching the show week by week. So they need to tell us everything that's happening just for the finale. And I do mm. remember that being something that TV was very much like. A lot of people would tune into the finales, right? It was something that we all talked about because we didn't have the internet. We didn't have things like that. So it kind of feels like a relic from another era. 
but it's so embarrassing that we just do these arcs in one episode. <laughs> it's it's crazy. I mean, and for me, the whole thing that we've been talking about this whole season and why this season is particularly bad is that they've ruined every single relationship that we've done. Who is Buffy? Who is this character moping around? Who is this character breaking into houses, honestly? Yeah. Um, her and Dawn are non-existent. It is, it is still crazy to me. Like when Dawn talks, I get so excited. I just think she's going to be in the episode and she just is nothing. What a waste of years of storytelling to tell no story. Uh, Willow's entire arc is probably the most embarrassing, although you can make a case for all the others. Um, and I think that the misremembering how bad season six is, is actually misremembering how shitty this is. But this is like a huge fart. Like there's a wet fart <laughs> of a character development. It's it is no. awful. Giles Ko have we've talked about it all the time on this, but it's inconceivable to me that he would not step up and be a leader at this moment. It's crazy. You ousted Buffy. Why would you not take charge? I don't understand it. And speaking of taking charge, it, I hate that they made Faith collapse in one episode under the weight of leadership Mm -hmm. i just i would rather her never do it it's like we watch the show we've seen the dynamic love the mayor the mayor is all the exposition we needed about her insecurities i I don't know xander is like the only consistent person which is awful and we talked about that you know a couple weeks ago of just xander xander's the only one here and and anya and they're just not in the show anymore um yeah and I and I wanted to shout out Amanda. Amanda, another light of this episode. Very funny. <laughs> Loved everything that Amanda did. Um, we needed more Amanda. Let's be really honest. Um, but for me, the, t- the t- too long didn't read version of this for me is the scene with Robin and Faith is particularly egregious because that is just telling and not showing you. I'm reminded of another messy show. Uh, a character, his name is Tywin Lannister, and he says, any man who must say I am the king is no true king. And if you, any first who says I am the first is not the true evil. That's all I have to say. <laughs> so this whole, this is nonsense. You're in the hearts of little children. You're in the souls of the rich. You're the fire that makes people kill and hate. The fire that will cure the world of weakness. They're just sinners. You are sin. I do enjoy your sermons. And you're in me. Uh, yeah, it's... The highlight for me is obviously the mayor, for sure. Yeah, for sure. It's interesting because this, I think... I did not clock it, but this is... Going on gut, I think the most time we've spent with our characters, with Willow, with Xander... Uh, and that's damning because I think there's maybe three minutes between all of them. Uh, but it's the most we've seen then in the last like four episodes. Yeah. And it yeah. felt weird. Moreover than the fact that I'm mad that it was so short, it felt strange to see so much of them because we just haven't. Because the show has transformed so much that spending time with our friends feels foreign. And I'm mad at the show for that. <laughs> but I really yeah. do think this is a case of senioritis, man. I think the the writers are like, we just got to make 22. The actors are like, do I really have to come to set? Like, I come on. Just like, you've got all these fucking extras running around. Just like, you know, do with the monsters, whatever, whatever. I think everyone was done. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm glad they didn't push for another season because I don't. Uh, well, Sarah Michelle Gellar, I think straight up, it was her end of a contract. She wouldn't come back no matter what. And um, I'm sure everybody else was kind of just stoked that that was the case, that, you know, there's no show without her and they didn't want to do it anymore either. <laughs> so, I mean, I obviously I, I didn't go back and dig through anything, interviews or anything, but I just that's the vibe. That's what the show sure. is giving to me in this season. And it's a bummer. 
Um, it's sad. Yes, serve us nothing, queen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. I see. Been practicing that little speech long, have you? Now watching the show is really just an exercise in how could we write the show better? Um, and I just keep thinking of all the versions of the characters and the storylines that we've come up with through this season. I'm like, yeah, our version's better. <laughs> it took me two it's hours. I literally finished this about five minutes before we went on, and I started at about seven because I constantly was doing that. It's taking so long to watch these because I stop and I think about everything you've said, Kelly and Stasia, and me, and I'm like, man, at this point, what she's, that plot line right here, it would go great right here. This would be so cool. Do that. Do this. That's, that's all yeah. it is now. It's just, And then you watch it, and you're like, wow. Wow, that sucked. This is that's yeah. Bad. <laughs> breaking and entering Buffy would be so cool in the version that you were like, this is this would be on track for the evil Buffy, the, right. the evil mm-hmm. turn of Buffy, where we need to earn the victory of getting her back on our side instead mm-hmm. of a one episode wet fart. Uh, <laughs> that we that we point in the direction of Faith. Poor Faith. God damn it! It's just yeah. not fair. And, well, and uh, Evil Giles. I think part of the reason why that this episode is such a wet fart, as both of you have so astutely pointed out, <laughs> is that nothing is earned. Yeah. Like, Buffy mopes for the entire episode and then decides that she's going to go after Caleb alone, and suddenly she can fight Caleb yep. when she's never been able to before, and nothing is different. That doesn't make sense to me. It's the power of the, the Spike pep talk. Apparently. I mean, I guess. And then we get Faith, who is now the leader, and she fucks up immediately. But she didn't earn it either. Like, that's not her fault. She led them to a bomb. You know, she was following the information, and it could have just as easily been Buffy. So it feels like, you know, the writers didn't even want to give her a chance to succeed. So the-, the entire thing is just frustrating. Yeah, the fact that it's also the arsenal and not the initiative just says everything to me too like what are you doing you have a whole world to play in and i know we make stuff up all the time but how is this not the initiative why would the initiative not have the weapons or whatever you think you're seeking why does sunnydale have an arsenal what what, why is this the first time we're hearing about this three episodes to go (laughs) and it's underneath the winery they're calling it the arsenal but i think it's just supposed to be like where the bringers are gathering their weapons or whatever but the whole thing is just like this like red herring to lead them to the bomb but it was frustrating to me because I mean clearly everyone else thought it was a bad idea but I thought kidnapping a bringer and asking it questions was a better idea than anyone's had in a long time considering no one's been able to find anything out about the first and all they've done is google what is evil I know yes so uh, in that vein before I completely forget any structure that <laughs> I spent hours host. building. Come on. Yeah. So host the, us. In a season where we have nothing but time and also no time, we sure have a ton of speechifying and planning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last week, I mean five minutes ago, Buffy got exiled for not backing down from her let's storm the vi- vineyard plan. And as a refresher, just the plan was, quote, we've spent all this time worrying about the seal and the hellmouth. Why isn't Caleb guarding them? Why doesn't he have someone there protecting it? Why is he camped out at the vineyard? The bad guys always go where the power is. So if the seal wasn't so important to Caleb in the first, they would be there right now. They're protecting the vineyard or something at the vineyard. I say it's their power, and I say it's time we go in and take it away from them. And then they fucking kicked her ass out. So the group decided that that wasn't a good idea, that it was a reckless and not a plan, right? Mm -hmm. But now everything is different how exactly, how? right? How? Yeah. Buffy was operating off of a hunch, which is 
an accurate one in the end, turns out. Of course. How is this new plan any better? Because as far as I can tell, the only have two-ish more bits of information than we did five minutes ago, which is the bringer saying, we build weapons beneath the dirt at the farthest edge of town, which is given to us by that. a bad guy who could absolutely be fucking lying. Not to mention those are Vegas shit. And then we also have, per Andrew, some stone tablets at the mission that vaguely talked about a weapon. So how is the new faith plan of storming the armory any different than Buffy's let's storm the vineyard plan? Because it's not the vineyard. They just really didn't want to go to the vineyard because Caleb's there. You think that's what all it is? Well, they went there and they didn't find anything. A bunch of people died and Caleb's there. Okay. So like, what is, I I understand their perspective. What is the incentive to go back? Yeah, Buffy, you're telling us there's something there, but we didn't fucking see it. We were there. Yeah, yeah. And since the last time we were there, we don't actually have anything more than your hunch something is special there. Okay, I got you. And they did yeah, ask I mean, for evidence, which, again, before they went off the rails and followed Faith into nonsense, um, without <laughs> evidence again, you know, th- it was right to ask Buffy, why are we doing this? That's a leader thing to do. I mean, now they do, though. The, the stone tablets, right? And all that. I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, I think what you do is instead of cu- kicking Buffy completely out for her stupid idea, because I do think it was a stupid idea, is to say we need to do some sort of recognizance. We need to figure out what it is that they have and how to get it. Because what if it's really big? She said it might what be the vineyard. It might <laughs> be the vineyard itself. And if we know we can't kill Caleb, because we don't know how, right. and we need the entire vineyard, we would have to kill Caleb or remove him. What's the plan to do that, you know? See um, rocket launcher from last week. Exactly. But... I think the idea of going to this unspecified underground area feels less scary because you don't know what the dangers are. Maybe there's nothing there. You don't know what you're looking for or what might be guarding it versus the vineyard where like, it's a known quantity. Caleb is there and Caleb kills our friends. (laughs) It is different. You're right. Thank you for pointing that out. Um, I will say armory does not denote size. An armory can be anything from a closet. With a block on it. I mean, basically to, what they found. To the initiative. That's a great point. Yeah, they found like a closet underground. Mm-hmm. So theoretically, any basement in all of Sunnydale could fit this description. Absolutely. Or the, a, a, a home on the edge of town, right. the basement in which could house this armory, quote unquote. So I, I, it's galling to me mm-hmm. that we are supposed to believe that they found this armory at the far edge of town immediately. And it was actually like, I, I how? 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 Can we at least pretend and show that our locator spell we've done six times this season? I would also say that like we bringing in uh, the mayor back into this also fucks that up for me because you're talking about the edge of town, a town that will have changed sizes over years. What census map are we agreeing on is the edge of town? <laughs> right? Or do the bringers work within the 1830s rules or 1910? Like, <laughs> what is an edge of town? Because otherwise it would just be in the center of town today. I don't know how big right. Sunnydale is. It is small and big at the same time. How big right. is it in the endless woods? Imagine having to go to every edge of town. Woods. <laughs> I mean, it's insane uh, that they would know where to go. Fuck off, dude. You whore! You know, you really should watch your language. If someone didn't know you, they might think you were a woman-hating jerk. Uh, back to your point a moment ago, everyone immediately shits on let's kidnap a bringer plan. Yeah. And I think that's so insane because we've definitely done that before we did that with glory's minions for sure at least in season five mm-hmm. but probably other times too so why daniel why the hell does that woman go nuts and say faith what an idiot what do you mean kid have a bringer what what well i was instantly on her side because she shot down kennedy and i was like i'll do anything you say, <laughs> anything you say faith. You, you got my vote uh, no no it was totally sensible i'm just i mean I, again xander is a great 
the old school, you know, the old the old show was Xander making fun of Let Me Get Out, the magazine thing. That was all funny. That was good. That's what you should say because it's a funny, witty show and we need to do that. But, like, the fact that, like, people were actually mad about that, that's a great idea. It's a great idea. What other yeah. ideas do you have? How else are we going to get evidence, man? We have to do stuff, Kennedy. We have to – what was her plan even? I don't fucking know. No, I think it's r- ridiculous. Her plan was and, to go to the seal. Just let's go to the seal. Oh, just go just to the go seal. To, recon at the seal. Yeah. That's right. Kennedy. And also they got it in four seconds. It took no time, you know. Like, <laughs> it was so easy to get a bringer. It was so easy. Come on. So easy. Uh, Kennedy was especially frustrating in this episode. Not that she's not frustrating in all episodes, but she makes some comment like, I thought things would be different now that Buffy was gone. Like, I thought I would be in charge. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) The parliamentary procedure. Uh, The post-Buffy banishment group squabble at the top of the episode definitely did waste time arguing about how to argue. That is for sure. Mm -hmm. Do you know the parliamentary procedure? Because that's a convenient way of organizing. I just wonder if those of us who've been here longer should have more of a say. You know, this wouldn't be so chaotic. Faith, what do you think? When I was involved with Tomorrow You Win, we found the parliamentary procedure to be a total lifesaver. She's going to be fine. For example, once in Uruguay. Anyway, one of those you countries. Then why do I feel like this? Only we had the system which allowed us to organize our conversation. What's the parliamentary procedure, Daniel? Because I'm assuming it has something to do with seconding, since there was a joke about I second that. Well, you would just, yeah, you've seen the British. I mean, I assume that's, I don't really know exactly what it is, but I would assume it's that. It's It's somebody has the floor, you let them talk, and you either, I mean, with them, they shout down one another. So I would say if you start getting shouted down, the next person takes the place to to talk. Mm. I mean, you could even say like having a little stick. The talking stick, right? I mean, that I was literally thinking someone yeah. needs like the conch from Lord of the Flies. <laughs> How would they not think of this though? I mean, it's like it's a funny scene. I kind of like it because of Amanda, but it's insane to mm-hmm. me that Giles doesn't stand up and just say, or Robin, who's a fucking principal, shut the fuck mm-hmm. up, everybody. The adults, the adults are, gonna are talk. talking. Like, I'm sorry, Buffy yes. is gone, but like Kennedy, in no way are you Buffy now. Like, it's going to be Faith because mm-hmm. she's a slayer, or it's going to be Giles because he's a watcher. So I don't know. Or what... it's going to be anyone who's over the age of 18. Correct. <laughs> It'll be the OGs. <laughs> It'll be Willow if she had anything to. Willow or Xander or Anya Xander or literally anyone but you. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Xander says, I'm thinking that maybe everyone here shouldn't have a say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, to me, is a little frustrating because that's kind of what. Buffy's point was that she was like saying this this is a Buffy tatorship, not a democracy. Right. But how, how is Andrew's comment any different? He is saying that maybe not everyone should have a say. And Buffy's like, I'm the one who has a say. But is he, he say, are they, is it because he, he, he wants, wants a representative d- yeah. democracy right. and she wanted to be a dictator. Right. <laughs> right. 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 And I think it's fair for them to want a representative democracy and to have yes. the old the old guys, the old guard. Because that's all that should be talking to, to Buffy. We shouldn't, yeah. never, n- none of these uh, potentials should be involved in any way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you make the no one under 18 gets a vote. Yeah. Just like America rolled That's a pretty yeah. good one. I would just say if you're, if you're young enough to be a potential, you don't get a vote. Yeah. Just true. You can't I mean, have sex, I would... but you cannot vote. No, 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 no. I feel like. <laughs> You have had to have lived at Buffy's house for at least two years. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Everyone else shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, you can't do a rental requirement because Willow would not pass. Dawn so, is yeah, allowed to vote. She gets a pass. <laughs> she might be two, but she's been doing this for her entire, her literal entire life. It's true. Yes. Everyone else shut up. <laughs> she's a little Turkish, bitch. What have you done? Yeah, honestly. I know. She is, like, quietly becoming the MVP of this entire, like, Willow, you should be embarrassed. It's fucking embarrassed. 
absolutely then, embarrassed. Yeah, but. I'm so sad about I it. I mean, they're like, oh, the bringer doesn't have a tongue. He can't talk. Oh, uh, guess he's completely useless to us unless we had, like, maybe a super powerful witch who could use some sort of magic. And, just like, no, and then and then Dawn's like, well, I know. I read this spell in literal Turkish that I think would work. And then Will is just all like, oh, yeah, I think I read that, too. I stopped being able to access my brain or any of my skills some some point during the season. So, And I stopped being your mom, too. It's just like, you were yeah. her mom like i just i hate that we're like not even friends anymore yeah fuck uh so kennedy being the worst her idea is that what she says gallingly is i just wonder if those of us who have been here longer should have more of a say and you can only assume she's counting herself amongst Uh those people but i like the two-year marker but like Mm-hmm. Do you think being a hostage at Fort Buffy for two weeks longer than someone else, some of the other hostages, means that you should get more of a say? <laughs> runaway girls, if they're there for longer than a month, then they get to vote, or do they have to? What's the threshold for the runaway girls? They can vote amongst themselves. Like if they want to talk about who's going to clean the bathroom and shit. Yeah, I think that should be it. that could be a democracy. You know That's what fine, would but. be a great way to do this and to get them um, trained up? Kill ten vampires and then you have one vote. Hey, that's the more a good vampires you've program. killed, the more votes you get. <laughs> that's good. Well, if you don't like it, go out and kill some more vampires. I wonder if that's where Kennedy thinks she has some legs to stand on. Like, she, I don't think that she necessarily is automatically qualified to be a leader. But I mean, has she shown that she's better at making decisions? Nope. Is she more of a leader because she did car- the karate in the backyard? No. Nope. The show has told us that she is enough. And that's why it's gone. Yeah. And we've hated that since the beginning. She, she's, she's just, just the loudest. Cringe. Yeah, she's the loudest. <laughs> she's really, really, truly a brat. I would imagine that most of her unearned confidence is from her relationship with Willow. Mm-hmm. I would at least, or I mean, maybe not. I mean, no, she just she doesn't embrace her personality. She was fully confident yeah. before she got with Willow, though. Yeah, that's true. But that true. doesn't hurt her position, yeah. right? Mm-mm. And I think Willow would just, because she's this weird doormat with no brain, would totally just be like, yes, of course, Kennedy can be in the intimate core Scooby meeting because she is my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Awful. Sad. Awful. Very sad. And it took Tara a while to get part of the family, and yet. Absolutely did. Oh, mm-hmm. we're just like, we just. Uh, Probably speeds up the process when you live with them as opposed to not being. Being the secret girlfriend that no one knows about for the first year or whatever. True. True. And Tara didn't have the pressure of being in the last season, so we have to just (laughs) make shit happen. (laughs) It's true. I just... It's disappointing. I'm sad. Yeah. It's probably stupid to ask why, huh? Death, war, apocalypse, me. I think this is how I think that okay, if I was if I was part of the Scooby gang yelling. Yes. I would scream, Everyone can have ideas. <laughs> Those are free. <laughs> Only the adults can vote on them. <laughs> like yeah. s- shut up and stop pretending like you need to be the leader. You tell us what your idea is and then they can decide what the best idea is. No one is giving any ideas though. They're all just yelling about who should be in charge. Yep. And then yeah. Faith is the only one who actually offers a real idea and then everyone's like, no, you're stupid. <laughs> it's insane. Well, even the parliamentary thing would still work because you would still have a prime minister and if these guys are the MPs, then that's fine. They can all, even this, the, the potentials can be MPs and they can come up and they can say stuff, but they're not really voting on it right it's still going to be 
up to the mm-hmm. adults to do it. It's they should definitely have a say. I mean, I think if they feel like they don't have a voice, I think that's gonna that's gonna mess up your organization. That's something Buffy overlooked and has overlooked time mm-hmm. and again. And that's kind of her her, her flaw of hers, right? But you know, they, they of course they shouldn't be able to dictate. Because I, if I were them, I'd say let's just tuck tail and run. What what are we doing here? Also fortify. <laughs> I still for, fortify over and over again in my notes. I, why not? <laughs> Protect yourself yeah. from the first. Like, why are yeah, you yeah. going out to kill it? You guys, you guys know less than anyone on Earth. What are you? What are you guys gonna do? It's all so very flimsy. Every war- every terrible. aspect of all the this plans and the fact plans. that they survived the bringers fighting them, like in that battle with the flashlights. Like, what the fuck? There's no way that they wouldn't <laughs> accidentally stab one. I would. Everyone. Absolutely. Would. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. People don't really fight like that. It's wild. I know it's a TV show, but goddamn. Tough. I really, I think we're supposed to believe at this point that the potentials have so leveled good. up so behind good. the scenes. Oh yeah. Um, but I don't know why or how or when that would happen. Felicia Day's back. Yeah, we haven't seen her in fucking old episodes, but she has definitely been just working the whole time. <laughs> I believe that. Just lifting plates in the basement this no. whole time. No, let the girl speak the truth. We're all on death's door, repeatedly ringing the doorbell like maniacal Girl Scouts trying to make quota. Oh man. Okay, the first mayor. First, as the mayor, says that Buffy's dangerous. And the first time we see Buffy in this episode, she is home invading and tells her victim that it's not your house, not your town, not anymore. Which immediately made me think of, like I said, Buffy evil version that Stacia wrote for season seven, which would have been so much better. But we're not in that show. We're in a worse show, which is the real show, and that's too bad. The show hasn't really given us anything now or in past seasons to make that... To make us think, or at least me think, that Buffy would ever hurt anyone, especially not our friends. But Faith s- split the group and had the core Scoobies go spy on Buffy. So do you think that Faith is really worried that Buffy might do something to hurt them or herself? Daniel? I mean, I think because she's season four Buffy, or Faith, sorry. She's season four Faith. I think that- <laughs> She's regressed. Um, well, yeah, no, they made her regress. They made her regress instantaneously. Yeah. So the fact that she's doing that is not because she's like goodwill, which you can just turn that into goodwill, right? Where it's like, oh, we were spying on you, but then, but really, we're friends again because, so, so I'm just checking up on you, and it's all nice because you can just spin it however you want to because it doesn't matter. We're just getting to chosen, but I I found that whole thing um, stupid and annoying, and I just hated Faith becoming the old character at the drop of a hat um, because she has to be, I guess. Do we need to be reminded of that? I don't know. Look, you guys, I'm not Buffy. I'm not the one who's been on your asses all this time. But I'm not one of you anymore, either. I'm your leader, which means I go first, and I make the rules, and the rest of you follow after me. Is that clear? So, Kennedy, back the hell off and let me do my job, all right? I guess we're just supposed to, again, in this season, because we can't really show how big and bad the evil person is, we have to rely on Faith reacting and being so shooken up from what the mayor said that it made her doubt everything that she's built on the last couple of years, which I kind of kind of see your point a little bit. And I think that the mayor, even though it was the first or whatever, is right. I mean, I talked about this last week and probably the week before that Buffy won't ever see Faith as an equal. She won't ever yeah. trust Faith. She mm-hmm. won't ever give her a chance. So, and I'm sure Faith is deeply aware of that. So to have, you know, the mayor come in and be like, yeah, not only does she not respect you, she won't ever respect you, but she could hurt you. This is the time. You're weak. She'll going to come after you. But if she really does believe that, I'm, I would be shocked because I don't think that Buffy would do that. And I don't think that Faith but would But she's really on a redemption arc. See Buffy this is why you fight against it. And I know she will yeah. eventually fight against it, but I wish she just told the mayor off and said, no, I'm yeah. redeemed. 
Yeah. But he's so charming. Anyway, Buffy does another course of, I cut myself off from them, from the people I love. I cut myself off. I cut myself off. Has Buffy purposefully been keeping her guard up around the potentials, like not getting close to them or learning their names, as Faith pointed out, because she knew that at least some of them would die. And so she was trying to save herself some pain or she's still just like season six disaffected Buffy. And this is par for the course. What do you think? So she's trying to protect herself from losing somebody close. I don't know. It might just be as simple as, like, who cares about all these extras? <laughs> Honestly, We can't learn their names. She's not going to learn their names. They're fucking annoying. I think it's probably, like, kind of like what Faye said, where when you're, like, the general or whatever, you can't be friends. If you're the boss, you can't right. hang out with I'm not your underlings. Anyone. Yeah. Right. Um, so clearly she should have learned their names, but I kind of also understand that after a while it just becomes this, like, faceless mass that you're dealing with as more people show up and some people die and yeah, it would be just easier to not learn their names. Well, she seems to be beating herself up for it. So, Daniel, why why does she feel like she should have done more and could she have done more? No, I, I don't know if she could have done more. I mean, I think that she didn't learn their names because she thinks that they're going to, to, to die. I think that that's definitely a plausible reading. And she says in here, you know, I'm still making the excuses. I always cut myself off. We've talked about that for a long time. It's nice mm-hmm. to hear her say it, but we've said it before a million times. She, she has said something like this before. You know, I've cut yeah. Dawn off and now I'm coming back. I'm back. If I was Spike, I mean, I would be like, I'm here to make you feel better, but I don't believe you. Because you're not showing it to me. It's the same thing right. with the redemption thing. We can talk about redemption all you want, but you got to do it. You got to actually redeem yourself. So I, I just think she is doing, she's just her normal self. She just doesn't care. She did die. I kind of wish we brought that up more. She is dead. Yeah. She she still feels very numb to people and things. And I don't know. Let's keep that up. It does feel very like a rehash of season six. You know, this this conversation kind of just on a loop of I don't feel anything. I can't feel anything. Why am I wrong? Which was great for season six because that was what the oh, whole yeah. season was about. But yeah. all I kept thinking about with this shit was Joss Whedon saying in lessons that season six will make so much more sense because season seven is totally different. and Everything will feel better. I'm like, no, this is just like this labored, terrible. This doesn't make season six feel any better or different. It makes me like season seven, season six more because it's. Right. At least shit happened, and it was dark, and it just stayed in that place. But this is like nothing. This is a weird middle shitty place. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, She goes on to say, being the Slayer made me different, but I didn't have to stay that way. I mean, what is she trying to say here? Because she is different than regular people by dint of being the Slayer. That is just a fact. But she was a pretty average high schooler besides that. Buffy didn't turn into some detached loner as soon as she was called. She used to care about Willow and Xander. This distant Buffy shit didn't start until college and then obviously got really bad after she died again. (laughs) (laughs) But, and this is again the same thing we brought up before. Do you think Buffy really feels that detached and alone still, or like the Slayer has made her different and she's always secretly felt totally like an outsider. That can't be true, right? We watched season two and three (laughs) and one, not in that order. We could. Is it true? Has she really been sociopathically completely detached this whole time? Uh, I mean, I don't think so. I think she's just like feeling very nihilistic in the moment. Like, my friends don't love me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair enough. She did just get kicked out of her house. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. I like I just... that line, though. I like, again, I, I really love that idea of like the Slayer being something that 
you know, you that you should be pushing back against that we all could and that we should. And I mean, I that's definitely a bugaboo for me. That's something I keep bringing up. I wish that we commented more on that because if it's there's a, an ideal for what a Slayer should be, I would love to see Buffy, who's already broken it in so many ways, totally break it, right? And to say that, oh, you know, I, I fall into these patterns because that's what I think a Slayer should should be, or it's what I feel like I'm being called to do for whatever reason, but push against that, right? Be your own self. Change what a Slayer means um, to the mm. world. But I don't, I don't think that's what she's saying. I think she's just saying the same thing that we've already seen. And we've actually seen that. We've seen her detachment and her loneliness before, and it was very effective. And now she's telling us about it. We're like, okay, mm-hmm. we got it. I we mean, know. maybe she's just going through this period where she realizes she doesn't actually really like her friends. <laughs> I mean, that could be it too. I don't blame her. And then she never feels like them. it's her fault. <laughs> yeah, we never That's hang out. Point. We're not close at all. I don't know. I mean, I think Xander and Will kind of suck now. And clearly Giles has betrayed her like multiple times. Oh I think that was kind of the beginning of the end for Buffy feeling close to people. Like Giles was kind of her like foundation, especially after her mom died. And then he was just like, bye. Yeah, that cannot feel good. I love what you are. What you do. How you try. I've seen your kindness and your strength. I've seen the best and the worst of you. And I understand with perfect clarity exactly what you are. You're a hell of a woman. Oh, my God. Uh, finally, during her mope fest, Buffy says, I don't want to be the one. When Spike says, you're the one, Neo. Uh, she says, I don't want to be the one. Is she saying that she doesn't want to be the one making decisions that get people killed? Because that was kind of the theme of her her little speech. Or is she saying that she doesn't want to be like the chosen one? Because still, after all this time, she would really just be a normal girl. Daniel, does she not want to be the Neo one? Or does she not want to be the one who's in charge? I didn't even think about the Neo one, but we do do Matrix a little bit later, so it might be the Neo oh, yeah. one. Uh, that's a that's a good question. I think it's like an attempt to really call back to the whole idea of the entire show. Like, I think it's the chosen one. I think I think we're supposed to believe on some level that this moderate pushback against Buffy is traumatic, and that this is a huge <laughs> moment in her life, <laughs> and she is now like, I don't even want to be the like all all this stuff. It didn't even matter because now I'm I'm sad, and so she's like, I didn't even want to be the chosen one, and it's like, what? <laughs> We've been doing this for seven years, girl. Like, come I on. Know. <laughs> Again, you already said this better when you said, I don't want to die, which Felicia Day yes. says in this episode, and I think is offensive to the to the memory <laughs> of this show that's currently happening. I hate it. So I think that's what they're hearkening toward, and I don't like it because it doesn't really make sense. She went through a lot of shit last season after dying coming back, and the whole thing was, I never asked to be brought back. I didn't want to be. I was done. And I could see being mad about that forever. I just oh, end up yeah. and, and, and totally validly being upset I think that's about part that. of why she hates her friends now. Yeah, I, that doesn't go away. No. <laughs> like, you can push it down and, like, you know, things get better with time, but, yeah. So... Yet another point into Buffy should have gone kind of evil this season, or at least like nihilistic to the point where like, good, bad, who gives a shit? It's not my my party anymore. Like, I don't want to do this. Let's just do it. This this, this episode is all about doing stuff like ten percent of the way, and then rehashing it, and then giving up and starting yeah. again. The next episode. I mean, even her giving so up stupid. was like not real. I never believed it. She no. was just throwing herself a little pity party. She just had a set, a, a good cry, took a nap, and then was like, okay, I'm the Slayer still. Could you imagine also Willow, I mean, to rewrite the show, imagine Willow, who has to become like a really, like a big magical lord or go find the women in the woods or whatever, and they 
the pow- like it's only the potentials getting the Slayerdom power that's going to be enough to stop nihilistic Buffy from just. Be- yeah. I mean, it would be maybe a little too much like Willow, but you you know you could do it long enough and whatever it could be different than Willow, but it would be them becoming Slayers that would be the the reason why it happened was to stop Buffy, and maybe again that's why she says, "Oh, I can be the Slayer again" or whatever. Or now I'm not mm-hmm. alone. Look at all my friend Slayers. Oh, yeah, Fate's yeah. back. Cool. Let's do it. You know, let's fight the first. <sighs> I don't know. Oh, show. Here's yeah. my new idea. Yes, please. For what Buffy should have done. We're just pitching at this point. Instead of stealing some random guy's house, she should have stole Giles's car. Amen. And just drove away. <laughs> and no, yeah, and driven to LA and gone mm, to Angel and been like, Angel. Angel, I need you to help me fight the first. We are doing this alone. It's just you and me, just like in the beginning. Ooh, and then stuff. Spike comes back and he was like, I'm supposed to be your new angel. And there's like drama about that. But then like, cause she has this moment, like I don't need my friends. Like at the end of the day, I am the slayer and yeah. I'm the one doing this. And you know, I Which will show all of you. Has, that is the, and absolute antithesis of the mission of this show. Oh, absolutely. The thing is supposed to be Buffy is different because she has friends. <laughs> absolutely. And now we're like, Buffy is the best Slayer because she is the most Slayer who never needs anyone ever. No. What? What? I mean, clearly the ideal would be that at, at the end she realizes she does need all her friends. But I think it would be better for her instead of being like, I'm so sad. I don't want to be the Slayer to be like, fuck you. I don't need friends to be the Slayer. Right. Yeah. You guys like that to be her reaction. Yeah. 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 Like, what are you bringing to the party anyways? You're just going to die. Like, she should have taken that tone of like, you know what? You're all just liabilities. I've worried about yeah. this before with you guys. And now it's just more. Yeah. And you're complaining and you're whining to me. And you can't. You said you came here and you want protection. That's not what I'm here for. I'm trying to save the fucking world. So you better get out of my way. We did say that wonder... in the speech when, when like, she should have just been more vicious. You could have done that four episodes yeah. ago yeah. on that speech. Right. Or you just call him yeah. out even harder and say, Willow, you are a fucking loser. I got addicted. The way addicts do. You know, like really dig in. I say all that shit to Dawn that, you know, we talked about last time. You know, you're you're not even a real. You're not even a real person. Why are you talking to me? Like, go, yeah. go all the way. No, we can't. I would have kicked them out. If I was Buffy, I would have been like, no, <laughs> I'm not going. This is my fucking house. I'm the fucking slayer. All of you get out. Yes. You go figure out what you're doing. This is where I live. Correct. <laughs> and if you're not going to follow me, you can't live here. Yes. <laughs> I really wonder if they were just... And then I'd be calling Angel. Okay. <laughs> ring, ring. And you know what Angel would say? I need uh, you to come to town. Cordelia had sex with my son, <laughs> and now she's giving birth to a demon b- god that's going to take over the entire world. Go, I've got my own you. shit going on. Yeah. I don't care. Just come down for the weekend. We have an apocalypse to stop. <laughs> yeah, me too, lady. Me too. <laughs> Whatever. Your apocalypse is run of the mill. Do you think ours are linked? Maybe it's the first. Can we, let's share information. No, oh, no, no time. There? Where are you? Just kidding. He'll show up for five seconds in the next episode. He offers to help in the next episode, and she turns him away. Anyway. Okay, See, that's... so she could have called him then. She could have. She could have. She should. Yeah, she should have called her old friends. Angel, bring Cordelia down with you. Yeah. We're fighting the first evil. Bring yeah, your Wesley, son. bring him. Bring Wesley, too. Fuck it. Let's go. Bring him. <laughs> you sad, sad, ungrateful traitors. Who do you think you are? We're her friends. We just want... Oh, that's ballsy of you. You're her friends, and you betray her like this. Uh, you don't understand. You know, I think I do. <sighs> Rupert, you used to be the big man, didn't you? The teacher, all full of wisdom. Now she surpassed you, and you can't handle it. 
She has saved your lives again and again. She has died for you. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, finally, about this episode. Spike coming in with the heat. You sad, sad, ungrateful traitors. So good. So good. Or... The unexpected, unnecessary, and total annihilation of Rupert Giles. Does Spike have a point that the reason Giles sucks now is because he can't handle that Buffy doesn't need him anymore? Stacia, is that his problem? Yeah, I think it's partially <laughs> his problem. One of many problems. Daniel, yeah. do you yeah. think this is the core of it? Uh, yeah, I think it's like other stuff, too. I mean, because I'm just trying to think about when he left the first time. I mean, he, he kind of left right because he did say, you don't need me anymore, which is kind of a natural thing that a teacher would say. And then he yep. just left and then got mad about it. I, I, really, I'd be <laughs> mad at him for getting mad about it. You already know that we're done. Yeah. And you can still teach me stuff, but you can't do it under the guise of, like, I don't know anything. Taking me out to train me. Like, no, no, you, we're peers now. And you could still, I still love you, Giles, but you're going to be weird about it. And you're going to go behind my back and be an asshole. And so it is what it is. Yeah, he sang a whole song about how he was standing in her way of, of getting stronger and better. So mm -hmm. I have to leave. Remember that? Does no one remember Once More a Feeling? Oh, I my God. I the show. I yep. do. <laughs> <laughs> have yeah, I, well, I, I mean, I think from Buffy's perspective, it's like, you chose to leave. I did not want you to go. I wasn't ready for you to go. Yeah. So I had to learn how to deal with life without you, my only parental figure. Yeah. Um, and once I did, you come back. And you try to tell me how to handle things when it's obvious you'll opt out whenever you want to. Why do you have any authority here? Like, I don't get to opt out. <laughs> Absolutely. That would be a great burn during this council where she puts down and burns everybody, mm -hmm. Michael Scott style. I mean, that would have been a great one. Like, I wasn't ready when you left, right? You said that I was ready, but I wasn't ready, Giles. And you left me alone. And now I am. And now I am fucking ready. And now you come back to tell me, fuck you. That would have been awesome. Mm -hmm. I mean, that would have chastened him real fast. Like, the same way mm -hmm. he shut the door. That was really good. But that would have been, you know, he's such a great actor, too. Like, that crestfallen look. Even with, with Spike, it was a great mixture of, like, anger, but also, like, embarrassment. And I, I he played yeah. that really well. I mean, 10 out of 10, Giles. Great stuff. So, do you think that Buffy really doesn't need him around anymore? I know she said that specifically at the end of Lies My Parents Told Me. She said, I think yeah. you've taught me everything I need to know. But I kind of figured that was more to hurt him than necessarily actually true. But I think you make a good point that, you know, Buffy did a lot of growing up really fast. She fucking died and had to, like, figure out how to pay a mortgage and do all this stuff all by herself. And so the now squatters. she doesn't. What does she need him for if not, you know, just like on a friend peer level, like you said, but Stacia, does she have nothing left? Does just Giles have nothing left to offer? <laughs> um, I think what she's really saying at that point is I can't trust you anymore. Like, yeah. I can't learn anything from you because I can't trust anything you're saying because I don't know what your motive is anymore. Before, I felt like your motive was you cared for me and you wanted me to succeed. And now I feel like your motive is something else. To trick me and put me here so that you can do whatever over there, which is exactly yeah. what you did. It's the last thing you did. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. So I guess specifically about the she doesn't need you anymore. I think the way that Spike is trying to needle him is being like, you did this mutiny bullshit while I wasn't around and to hurt Buffy because you can't handle that she doesn't need you. So do you think Giles is really that petty? New shitty Giles is that petty that he egged on the mutiny instead of doing the right thing because he's has his feelings hurt or just because he, you know, was that's how he was truly feeling that Buffy was really, you know, I guess he was he must have honestly just felt that way in the moment. But still, yeah. Yeah. I don't think he was being like petty, but I 
you know, we've talked about how he, Buffy's world is very black and white, right and wrong, and he lives in this gray area, and he feels like, so he's the one that can make the tough decisions. Um, and that's why Buffy needs him, because he need, she needs someone who can see the gray area. So I think in this moment, he's thinking this is the gray area that Buffy just can't recognize. She needs to go, that she's not helping anything anymore. Yeah. Um, and the only way to do that is to make sure that her one ally <laughs> who was going to stick by her yeah, know, is right. gone. Right? Like, I don't yeah. think he's like, nah, 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 Buffy, you suck. But he was just like, I'm making the tough call because you aren't going to, just like you wouldn't with Spike, just like you wouldn't with these things. I get you out. I get Spike out. I'm the one who has to oversee this because you're not doing it. Yeah. So I guess I didn't really, the, the episode to talk about all this was in lines my parents told me, but it, like, yeah. I didn't really think about all of it until now because Giles sucks so hard. Just like seeing mm-hmm. him yeah. after that, that was like the last cool thing he did and it was really fucked up. But like, I didn't really sink in how hurtful what he did was to Buffy. Like, that is, he's doing it under the guise of it's in her best interest, right? Mm-hmm. Because Spike is so off the handle and so dangerous that it would be better if he wasn't around for her. It, but she, he knows full well that he, she cares about him. So yeah. it made me think about why didn't he ever try this with Angel? Right. So like he fucking hated Angel. Like nobody liked Angel. They didn't like that he was a vampire. He was way cool, more cool than Xander was. But then mm-hmm. the dude killed Jenny. And remember when he comes back in season three, he's like, sadly, I have to remind you that he fucking tortured me and killed Jenny. And I don't really like the guy anymore, but he still put up with him. Now, do you think it's that Spike is inherently more dangerous and like hair trigger than Angel ever is? Or like this is Giles last gasp of this is the thing I can do is I can keep sending Spike away I can keep him from you to to con- maintain control over Buffy because he does Buffy doesn't need him anymore what control does he have over her life so he's just trying to manipulate her by taking away her dudes Sasha why didn't he try to kill Angel before is it because taking of, away her dudes you know, <laughs> uh, the child of a dead slayer never rose up before to help him and he just like didn't want to get his hands dirty maybe like he didn't want to be the one to directly kill Angel and he just couldn't pull off an assassination from behind the, the, the scenes or what's the difference I don't know there's always been this dichotomy between Spike and Angel especially when we get to this point it's like the two end sold vampires and somehow Angel has always been the more legitimate one like he's the yeah. more trustworthy one when he has his soul, fine. Um, that motherfucker loses it all the time. I know. You cannot hold on to that thing. Soul it's like a little bar of soap in the shower. Just whoops, gone whoops. again. <laughs> Somebody better stop me. <laughs> yeah, honestly. But so somehow, even with all of that, he's still somehow like more legitimate. He's safer. He's he's more good than Spike could ever be. So I think you know once. Angel gets his soul back that it's hard for Giles to say he has to die because there's no current or future like illusion that he's going to hurt someone, you know? And also I think the fact that when Buffy thought Angel was dead, it destroyed her so completely yeah. that she couldn't be the slayer anymore uh, that yeah. he didn't he wouldn't want to put that back on the table, right, for her to just completely quit. And I think that if he had been the one to kill Angel, and especially if she had known that he was the one that killed Angel, she would have just walked away. Um, That's an excellent point. That's a huge risk. Yeah. Yeah, and at this point, I don't think he thinks that she would do that because of Spike. But I think he thinks, you know, 
Buffy is in this like downward spiral. Spike is a bad guy. We can't trust him. His soul is new. It's unproven. <laughs> yeah. Clearly the first can tamper with him. Yeah. He's the strongest fighter. The only one who could probably beat him is Buffy, and Buffy's not going to want to. Uh-huh. You know, he'll do a lot of damage, and because she is blinded by her like trust and feelings for him, she can't see this. He's a breath of fresh air, isn't he? Thank God I don't breathe. That um, that's great. Is scary to think about. That Spike can he could just take out whoever he wanted to if he just decided and Buffy was cool with it to kill everyone. He could. I mean, there's nothing just because he has a soul. Yeah. Now that the chip is gone, there right. is literally nothing holding him back except for his soul and his own morality, which no one trusts except Buffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I can see why you'd be like, this is a loose vampire with nothing holding him back, nothing restraining him. Whereas, like, when Angel gets his soul, he's so completely fucking devastated. He goes insane for 50 years and just eats rats and he <laughs> cries in his sleep every night. Um, so you're just like, yeah, he's not going to kill anyone. He's so mentally unstable and tortured. He sure. can't even handle the people he's killed now. But Spike seems like he's doing just fine. <laughs> yeah, this is a pretty quick recovery if you compare it to Angel, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, Spike does offer to murder Faith. Just like, no yeah. problem. Don't that was him. amazing. Like, oh, that was so good. I didn't see a lot. Came, hit Faith a bunch of times and left. Really? I mean, not that I'm glad. But... Oh, you say the word, and she's a footnote in history. I'll make it look like a painful accident. Buffy's That's like, so oh, good. I'll do that later. Make her a footnote <laughs> in history. <laughs> well, yes, I li- Spike. I, li- I like what you said about like walking away. Like, if if she if he had killed Angel, that would have been a huge deal because she would have left and then you would have been slayer mm-hmm. lists and there would be complications but you can almost again the show does not flesh this out but you can almost see that they're their peers now he does recognize that on some level and he could i could understand him even saying like i want to kill spike maybe not directly but in a way to bring buffy back like if, if there is some corrupting influence again if she went total nihilistic total spike mode mm-hmm. the way he understands spike then it would make a lot more sense to you you would be seeing it as bringing buffy back to the light that she has strayed away from. Whereas before she would have left if you tampered with it, right? So it's a lot more delicate in season two, right? Than it is in season seven, where these characters have been way more fleshed out and their motivations are different. Like if Angel was Angelus today, you know, they haven't been dating for years. I mean, if he was the threat, I feel like Giles would kill him if, if he had the chance to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, that could make sense. I mean, because it's just not the same as it was in season two. Yeah, he just, he has no control over her. It's true. Like, that's just gone. She doesn't need him for anything. But instead of, like, being a good person and being a leader in other ways to other people, he just chooses to do nothing and be a shit heel and undermine her and hurt her. I I just, like, who is this fucking guy? Who is this fucking guy? We just don't know why. There's no motivation to why. I'm just making that up That about coming back to the light. That's not... That's not textual. There's nothing. No. There's nothing that I can. Because otherwise, yeah. Why don't you help all the other potentials? You're a de facto watcher now. Just take on the role. You're the watcher for all these girls. Just do it. Like yeah. that's what you. It should does seem be weird. Doing. He's not doing the same stuff. Like look deeply into the crystal. Close your eyes, and I'm gonna hit you, and you need to stop me, and all the weird shit that he did with Buffy. Absolutely. He should be like their main like drill sergeant or whatever. He treats them just like everyone else is, which these are people not worth knowing their names and they're fucking annoying and I don't want to be around them. Yeah. He should care. And he immediately gloms on to Faith. Like, I think if Faith was 
if we had more time with it, he like the, how quickly he is to side up to be like, oh, you do, you're still damaged. You need help. But if he doesn't mm-hmm. need help, despite dying and going through a lot of shit last year, she doesn't need help. But Faith, you still do, and I need to feel useful. Please, dear God, ignoring all the 20 million fucking teenagers in the house that need your help is just so weird. I get because she's a legacy character and we only have four more episodes right. to go, but it's just so not in his character. And and I it, it I really hope it's just all these real world factors. Like you you know you only have Anthony Stewart head for, you know, two weeks to shoot total from London. So you gotta give him this fifteen seconds in that episode where it doesn't make any sense and do this and make sure nobody touches him. Yes. So if we need to green screen him in, we can and, and blah blah. And that's why he can't be there actually mentoring these kids. But it's just so unfaithful to the Giles we know. And unless he's going through his own personal demons and in a complete like reprocessing of his entire life and his calling and what he's meant to do in the world, there's no excuse for it. And we absolutely don't get any of that on the screen because we don't have time, because we no. don't have him. But like that would explain it. You could make that feel good. You could make his distancing and his like sadness or whatever mm-hmm. work. And, and I he's just been don't. on so much of the season, it's crazy. Again, if you brought him in at the very end, I get it. You don't have time. We just have to force it. But this man is on the show again. Like, we have tons of time. We've wasted a lot of time. And I think Giles deserves time. (laughs) Giles might be more of a candidate than Xander. I think Xander is like, he's fine. He's fine. Mm -hmm. Willow, you know, fuck it. Let Willow, she she had a run last (laughs) time. Fuck it. I mean, I would say Giles and Buffy (laughs) is how we started in a way that is how I would like to end the show. And it's wild that we're just, I don't know, wet farting it away. To bring it back. <laughs> Such a Kale. bummer. Yeah. I just can't stop saying it because it's true. So. Anyway, let's have a quick round of a Reasonable Ridiculous, shall we? Yay! Yay! Yay. Oh, I stopped reflexively doing the Price is Right theme song. Good for me. Growth. <laughs> the first, via Caleb and the bringers, dig up the scythe, knowing that they can't use it instead of leaving it in the rock so that Buffy can't have it either. Stacia, reasonable but ridiculous. Ridiculous. I was wondering that in the episode, too. Like, why are you unearthing it if you can't? Okay. <laughs> if you didn't know you couldn't use it, it'd be one thing. But Caleb and the first confirm. Even the first is like, I don't even know what this is. And he's like, I do, and I know it'll work. We'll figure it out, I promise. Um. Anyway, yeah, Daniel, should they have not left it in the rock so Buffy couldn't get it? Because they what? know Buffy can use it, and they know they can't use it. Yeah, that's it has to be ridiculous. That's That's, that's so stupid. That's such a dumb thing to do. <laughs> Why would anyone do that? That makes no sense. Yeah. Well, I guess technically they don't know if it'll work for them or not. They're not sure. Oh, the inscription okay. said it's not for thee. But he's like, but we have to try everything. That's like the the one little thing. He's like, I'm pretty sure this won't work. The first does not know if it will either. But we, ha- we have to try everything. But you do know for sure that it will help Buffy. <laughs> like, you know 100% it will help. It might help you. It will definitely help her. I have. So I think the risk... Yeah, one thing I would definitely do is put some lighting. The lighting that you're putting on there to make it glow, take that down. It's not a museum. We don't need the light on this, <laughs> this device. And also I a tarp. I mean, honestly. A tarp. Very simple. <laughs> put the tarp over. Make sure to pinch up the corners because otherwise that pokey bit, you're going to see that coming through the tarp. We want to make sure she doesn't think that there's anything under there but a rock, right? So let's maybe think we about We want to make this. sure that anyone sliding down into this hole sliding doesn't immediately down. see the weapon in the rock. Maybe a little bit better security of whatever that was. Let's let's fix that. God. That what was so bizarre? What happened? A barrel moved and it just shot up. I don't. I still don't understand how it just like fucking bloop. Whatever. Terrible door. Uh, Giles kills the bringer. And then Caleb didn't go down. 
Caleb knows I know. that it's a bad mm-hmm. thing. He just do. watched her fucking He's go like, in there. Like, He's like, well, oh, that barrel's shit. over again. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> gotta go. That's the only thing that can kill me. <laughs> uh, I mean, now in hindsight, I wish I hadn't dug it up. <laughs> They're so stupid. This, this lair. season is so stupid. Okay, God, so stupid. Why? Why did they? I mean, I know that they had to justify Buffy has to go back to the vineyard, but like, why did they have to give the weapon to the bad guy who can't use it? Like, either the bad guy should be able to use it, or Buffy needed to get the weapon a different way. I guess because we needed to have her go. Well, no, because she already did the ass kicking thing. Yeah, we don't need it for her to actually have it, right? I mean, we need her to justify Buffy. We need her to have a reason to go back to the vineyard, but it shouldn't have been this axe. It should have been something else. Someone ripped out its tongue. Oh, gross. Giles kills the bringer hostage while it is actively cooperating and giving them potentially valuable information. Stacia, reasonable, ridiculous. What is Giles' fucking problem? We what could just go Giles's on and on. Fucking problem. <laughs> I didn't understand. I was when he killed the bringer. I like, like I think I screamed. Like he was still talking. He was answering all your questions. <laughs> like you didn't try anything. Like, you weren't even like, where is the hole you have your weapons in? <laughs> What census so map mad. are you using? Is it 1910 <laughs> or is it 1830? What What is the edge of Give town, Give me a sir? cardinal direction, man. Just something. Fuck. So? Yeah, I'll get the magazines and start ripping out the letters now. Dear Mr. First, if you want your bringer back, well, we'll be surprised because you've got like three million of them. I don't understand. So, Daniel, reasonable or ridiculous? Uh, again, if it was bad, Giles, like it, it's such a weak thing to do. Like, what a weak man, you know? Like, I have to, I have mm-hmm. to hurt this person to prove that I'm Ripper. It's such, ugh, it's gross. It's terrible. But again, if he was going bad, that's a bad person move, in my opinion. Yeah, so yeah. What are you doing? I, I mean, also just like tactically. Okay, so you think that you got the information you needed, which is there's a hole of weapons somewhere at the edge of Sunnydale. Great. Why wouldn't it, because the bringer's not going to do anything, leave him tied up in the basement, go for the weapons, and come back if you need more information. Correct. Also, how do you know it's not a lie? We the, we have explored yes. this in this season, and then we one time it was kind of bullshit, and then everything else is taken at face value, and it's all paid off. Why would you not just continue to use deception? Like, why aren't the bringers programmed to just say shit? <laughs> to send you to the bomb? Why? What are yeah, we doing? Why couldn't Willow just like, in addition to spelling him to speak through Andrew, compel him to tell the truth? Oh. No, because then at least you'd have like, oh, well, he has to be. Telling the truth about the weapons. So, like some sort of thing where you're not like, he's clearly lying. And let's yeah. not kill him irrationally yeah. because of what reason? I mean, you look like a badass? And then none of the characters were like, what the fuck, Giles? Yeah. <laughs> I know. They all were just like, that's cool. Why don't you do the thing where you were mind, uh, you know, assaulting Tara and, and put that on him and then have him yeah. lead you back or something so that if it is yeah. a trap, he'll be the first one to die. I don't know. Use all the fucking tools that you've, we talk about sometimes. Come on. God, the amount that, that they've forgotten that Willow knows how to do things is that, uh, incredible. That ball of sunlight Willow was working on would have been great. nice to have in that <laughs> cave, so, right? So <laughs> yeah, you definitely see the, all the crates and the bomb and all that. Yeah, it would be great. Um, This is a, just a pedantic thing because I'd never heard it, and I, I'm mad at Giles. So Giles uses the word dumb instead of mute or just saying unable to speak. Reasonable or ridiculous? I mean, it is one of the meanings of the word dumb. I but, know, yeah. but pretentious, no? Yeah, no one would actually say that in current vernacular. Dump the R word, too. Faith. You know, I was like, oh, yeah. hey, wow. That was, uh, that was out there. 2003. 2003. I know. I know. When Faith said that, I was like, whoa, you don't hear that word anymore. Yes. Or uh, Xander said it earlier in the season, too, I think. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Incredible huh? stuff. 
Uh, I don't know. Did that, Daniel, do you think that was reasonable or ridiculous for Giles to use the word dumb instead of just saying mute? Uh, I mean, I think it's reasonable. I just chalk it up to the Britishness. Yeah. Maybe that's what they do. It might be like a more British way to say it. Could be. I Could think we be. just needed a little anyway. banter afterwards, and that's a nice way to get banter. Dialogue. we got to fill out these 42 minutes so we can uh. fill out the next 42 minutes of this 22-episode season, please. Uh, finally, reasonable or ridiculous, Spike can smell where Buffy went. I mean, I guess if Angel can smell the sunrise, but still, reasonable or ridiculous. I love our little bloodhound. <laughs> oh, Spike. He's Daniel, the, you he's think this best. is reasonable? Um, <laughs> he's the best. I think it's insane, but, you know, the show, <laughs> the show says that's... Again, something we just never really use, but yeah, whatever. And that's how he's been finding her all the, all these years, right? I mean, I guess he has to find her somehow. No one's going to tell him. I mean, think about it. For years, he just shows up. How would he do that's that? True. So, <laughs> that's true. We just don't think about it. So, But You're it's great to see. the wind. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Um, I'm just going to say that we're a real podcast. You can find us everywhere. Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. We have a website at... Oh, at Beat Me Pod. That's where you can find us. We have a website, beatmepod.wordpress.com. Uh, show notes and other fun stuff if you want to check that out. Um, perhaps most importantly for this show, we have a link to a Spotify playlist that I put together that contains all the music in our podcast as well as all the music in this show, Buffy Vampire Slayer, that's available on Spotify. And you can find that link on our website. But if you don't want to go to our website to find it, you can just go straight to Spotify and search. Beat Me hyphen fun time playlist for podcast fans. Season 7. Where, where did that come from? Deep within. <laughs> Great job. Great Amazing. job. I think I just blacked out and there was yeah. just like a like, I saw your eyes roll back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she channeled it from the ether. Yes. Okay. From beneath you it devours. Hmm. It eats you starting with your bottom. Let's uh let's yell about some stuff. I'm gonna go first. Man, my eyes are so itchy. Um <laughs> This episode takes place directly after the last one. Obviously, we're still in the living room right after Buffy gets kicked out. The power goes out within seconds. We were just at the bronze, full of people. We are at once supposed to believe that Sunnydale is abandoned and also people are filling up a nightclub. I just... This is still... I just... I don't know. Stay shook. (laughs) Why would college students leave? It's everyone else that's going. Yeah, maybe. Um... So, yeah, the power goes out, and then Buffy's like, well, I guess that means electricity people have, yep. like, hit the road. And Famous I was like, does electricity take constant work? Couldn't you just, like, leave it on? Yeah. Yeah, I think that it would take a while for things to shut down. I mean, it's not like men in hamster wheels, like, running to keep, like, the lights <laughs> right, on, exactly right? Exactly what I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> just this idea that, oh, they left for work today, and it's over. We've yeah. lost our power. This is how it works. <laughs> what even is it? I mean, that's something Faith would say. We could make fun of her, because obviously that's not what happened. It, it was it was more than that. But I love Faith being the one to be like, I guess all the workers went home, right? <laughs> and they're like, is that a joke, or are you really that stupid? And the show's like, no, she's a real fucking idiot. <laughs> Which I hate. And she's your leader. <laughs> exactly. Which we'll keep telling you how stupid she is by everything she ever says. <sighs> I, I was irrationally annoyed by Willow stammering to Spike. We got a little bit of a, st- a mm. stammer from uh, Dawn when she was telling about the Turkish thing. And that just made me think of Tara. And I is almost mm-hmm. like intentional. And I was like, oh, this is really beautiful. And like, I, I love that. Just Dawn talking. I'm like, oh, yes, yes, we're in a good place here. And like, even her stupid Willow saying stupid stuff. But then when she was stammering to Spike, I'm like, I hate this. I hate the show because they are 
<laughs> they are adults and they are peers and they've known each other forever. This idea that you're like, I know you know Spike is going to be mad, but just talk to him like an adult. Talk to him like a man. Like, I just, what <laughs> is this cowering shit that we're doing? Because even Xander, I mean, he's from the shadows, but at least he's direct. Because Willow is a meek idiot. <laughs> it's awful. Just tell him we all <laughs> I know we had a news broadcast in our episode last week, but that wasn't one that was in the show. I, I know it was convincing enough that you might have thought that it took place during the actual episode of Buffy the Empire Slayer, but it did not. What didn't? The news broadcast that. Oh yes, podcast. yes, indeed. <laughs> well, it interrupted our signal. We were trying to podcast, and they just broke in. It was wild. Breaking news is breaking news. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Um, I was like, why is there no news though? Like, really, we've done news on the show before. We've mm-hmm. done, we're acknowledging there's a freak snowstorm. Why the fuck is that happening? I don't know. No one in Sunnydale can talk for some reason. And that, yeah, that is the one, the hush one. Mm-hmm. Like, we, other people in the world, at least in America, and especially in California, know Sunnydale is a town. They know a fucking <laughs> entire crazy outbreak of laryngitis happened. They know there was a freak snowstorm isolated only within the borders of Sunnydale not too many years ago. They have to know weird shit is happening. Why is there no coverage of this? Why is there no nothing? I just like. It does seem like the coverage would be an entire town is fleeing for no reason. The government has not put in an evacuation yep. order. There seems to be no imminent threat, yet the entire town is gone. The, I think the U.S. government would, ha- or at least the state of fucking California, would have a vested interest in figuring out why at least 50,000 people are evacuating from a major ish city. Like. What the fuck? Anyway, sorry. No, it is <laughs> Absolutely. Couldn't we have just had, like, a couple of lines? Like, even if you don't have the money to show it in the news, you could have at least been, like, another earthquake has struck the southern side of Sunnydale and caused a giant rift. And something! freak hailstorms on the northern side of, like, something to make you be, like, obviously the citizens are like, fuck, get out of here. Yeah. But nothing. If you can't give me Godzilla, earthquake is great. Yeah. And reasonable. That should happen to California. Hailstorm. Come That's on. Tornado. They survive, flood. they survive everything. They're only leaving now because the power went out. It's like as long as the working Flew. men are, are at the plant, <laughs> I, I can take demons. I'll take anything. It doesn't matter. But as long as I have power, yeah. I lose power, I'm out. I got to go. Well, if, like everyone in the country, they've got to be the most jaded when it comes to supernatural events. So like your kid wild out at school one day and like lit a trash can on fire. And now you've got to flee the city. Okay. Who hasn't done that? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like you're t- you're telling me that the class that saw a vampire run into the room, give a cryptic message, and then burst into flame is just fine and went about their day. But then, like one kid had a riot and lit a trash can on fire, and now the entire town has to leave because like that's all we saw really was the high school getting like fucked up and spray painted. But, but then it got fixed. So and then people <laughs> came in and fixed it all. Yeah. So and it's then fun. we evacuated. And then we well, evacuated. So- Stacia brought up during the episode, and of course, it, this is true. They just needed, they, the show, yeah. the producers, the writers, needed everyone oh, to yeah. not be here so we could destroy the entire town. Right. Because it's going to be a bad look for them if the entire town is filled with right. people. Unless yes. you're a Marvel movie. Like, all I the know, superhero movies, they just, like, absolutely explode entire okay. fucking cities. And no one gets a shot. How, how hilarious would it be if 
the only people that survived from Sunnydale were the Scoobies, and they look at the giant hole in the ground that's filled with 50,000 Sunnydalians, awesome. and they were like, fuck yeah! Well, that's why. We did Joss it! Because Joss wanted the shot of everyone in the sun looking yeah. optimistic, yep. and you can't do that if 50,000 people just die. <laughs> we saved awesome. the world! <laughs> but then you're asking, I think you can do it, honestly, because you're asking a broader question. Yes, everyone who ever lived in Sunnydale just died, <laughs> but the rest of the world didn't, okay? Yeah, we're no. playing the, the trolley greater game. We're doing the trolley problem, okay? <laughs> the show is not ready Shit. for that. Not ready for no. that. Anyway. Just we aren't taking the time to just, just even for the littlest bit, justify why things are happening. Nope. Giles Damn. kills a bringer for no reason. People are fleeing for no reason. Buffy is sad for basically no reason <laughs> and then gets over it for also no reason. Faith finds a bomb for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, brutal. brutal. <laughs> um, speaking of terrible, brutal shit, um, I, we have to talk about Willow and and, and Kennedy. It's oh, awful. Yeah. Um, that whole scene was just absolutely appalling. I just want you to know that you're safe with me. Yeah. You can float around, and I'll tether you down. You'll be like my kite string. Mm-hmm. You be a kite. And I'll be your kite string. Okay? You know, is anything wrong? Yeah, my girlfriend died, man. Everything is wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, is it dumb to ask why Willow is upset? Like, yeah, it is dumb to ask why. What are you yeah. on about? Kennedy. Uh, they're strangers. Like, they're just complete strangers. It's so uncomfortable to watch. Um, I thought, yeah. like, uh, the whole thing where I feel bad for Willow because it's, like, that cute... Um, like, I would almost think if they weren't touching that it would be the first, honestly, like somebody trying to manipulate <laughs> Willow because yeah, like the whole like I'll tether you down and like you have this cute Willow being like, oh, I have cute, you know, you'll be my my kite string or whatever. And then she just dumbly repeats it back because she has no thoughts. She's not a funny, yeah. witty person. She's just a fucking idiot. And I'm like, what are we doing? And she says, you know, you'll be safe with me. And I'm like, no, I feel very unsafe with you. Only people <laughs> mm-hmm. that I feel unsafe with would say shit like that. Um, but then her believing that she's like going to turn into Angel or Angelus if she has sex mm-hmm. is wild. Where did this come from? Yeah. I, know you, I know the Warren thing. I get that. That's really what you're trying to convince me of. But I think it's maybe the statutory laws are the problem. And I know that there <laughs> is no police anymore we have no power so maybe all the rules are off but come on man that's really more (laughs) important to not happen also i just want to say this too before i just totally forget because i just thought of it then the next day they all go out to fight and with where the bomb is and everything like that Uh yeah because we'll meet up the next day what is willow maybe we'll find this out but what is willow doing kennedy goes to fight in this war she could have died there willow would have came she would have had a good night she didn't become Angel, at least we don't know, or Angelus. She did not become Angelus. Is she now assisting with magic? Because she has jumped over the hurdle that she feels like she needed to get over, so now she's part of the team. Because otherwise, she just uh, let Kennedy go to her death, potentially. And she's just like, yep. well, I mean, it was fun to have sex last night. I'm just going to hang out here, because I don't, I don't do anything anymore. That's wild. I think the core Scoobies were tasked to go spy on Buffy. Oh. No, there were just four people, but it seemed like there were four random potentials. That went with Faith? No, to go spy on Buffy. Buffy. Oh. She didn't say yeah. that it would be them. I mean, it might Well, she just said, them. you four, and then, like, gestured, but oh, it didn't seem like... Oh, I assume that like... she meant Dawn, Willow, Xander, and Giles, I, or Anya. For the love of God, I hope it's the core. I hope the core goes yeah. to find Buffy. That would be awesome. 
But yeah, it could be. I don't know. Yeah, the the Willow being scared to have sex thing. If it, I don't know. I kind of read something online where it was like she's always equated magic with her sexuality and blah blah blah. And I was like, I don't know. I I think you're way reading into that. Lesbians could just exist. It's fine. Yeah. Um, Well, they have done like magic is sex and sex. Yeah, yeah. They they have, but. I don't think that she had hang-ups with Tara. Like, I don't think that she was scared to have sex with right. Tara. Right, um, And I know she's been through some stuff since then, clearly. Yes. Right. Um, but I do think it was supposed to specifically be talking about the Warren thing, which is really damning. So Willow's afraid that something bad's going to happen if she and Kennedy do the dirty. Right. Uh, and it's the specific Warren thing makes me seem... Makes it seem like to me that maybe Kennedy did not tell Willow that it was Amy's hex that made her turn into Warren. So Willow is secretly just feeling all this guilt and pressure and fear that something bad is going to happen because she has no idea that that's why it happened. That it was if it had not been for Amy, that wouldn't have happened at all. I mean, Kennedy didn't tell her that at the end of the episode, and I exactly. have to assume they never talked about it again. No. Exactly, because she only we never repeats see... what she hears. She's like an AI bot. <laughs> she does. She does not retain that information. That's never coming yeah. back. Oh my god! So of course totally Willow right. is fucking terrified to have sex yeah. with you. She's gonna do. I decide. I will say her. Willow. She's gone through a lot. I know that, but it's a little bit of come up and shouldn't done that to Tara. Yes. You, you deserve a little bit of. Uh... <laughs> this is how Tara felt, my friend. All of the lying, the not telling things. Come on. Yeah. But again, anyway. Kennedy could be interesting if she was withholding information because it almost feels like she is. A plant. She's there by someone else's hand. And that feeling is because she's so dumb and poorly written that you... There has to be more! There has to be more! There's not. There's not. We've written better. Yeah. In the scene that we see, Buffy, like, lays down on that random guy's bed and puts her coat over herself. Um, She looks like a potato. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing deeper than that. She looks like a potato. She looks like a potato. A jacket potato. Yeah. She's a potato. Potato be, sadness. I'd feel weird getting underneath the covers, you know. But yeah, but you can sell your house. There's yeah. gonna be a blanket around, you know. I'd look for one. But the shoes. See, I brought that up too. I was like, okay, I get not getting the covers, yeah. and you were, so she was like, yeah. The, but the shoes, though. Just she for isn't comfort. a random stranger's house. I mean, I would want to be ready to leave at first. Oh, notice, maybe. You know. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Could be. I mean, I get it. But, but she's also the Slayer, so she doesn't even need shoes, really. <laughs> I mean, what, is she afraid of tetanus? Like, what are we doing? She, she no. Oh God. Uh, Daniel? Um, well, just stay right there. Um, when Buffy kicks the dude out of the house. You can't just kick me out of my own house. Why not? That's what all the cool kids are doing nowadays. It's not your house. It's not your town. Not anymore. I sort of kicked him across the room last night. Um, that's not good. Got any tap? I love that scene. Hilarious. And he's like, you can't kick me out of my own house. And she says, why not? And I yelled. I said, because it's wrong. Unironically, I was like, because it's wrong. <laughs> yes. And I was like, oh, the show is not going to even be as clever as me. We're not even going to do it. We're not even going to do it. And they didn't. So. Spike, uh, when he's trying to build Buffy's confidence back, he's like, yeah, it's a total mess over there. There's things all about. I uh, happened to notice, because it happened before this scene, that when they were fighting, when Spike and, and Faith were fighting, 
Spike gets thrown onto a, a remarkably clean table, remarkably. complete mm. no with boxes. centerpiece and everything. I was like, this house is actually looking way better than it should. Like, way better. There's a million fucking people here. How is anything put together? Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on here. I don't believe this is a real house, and I don't believe that there are 20 girls living in it. I'm just going to say it. Hey, man. Where'd they all go Station. so that everyone could have sex? <laughs> I mean, honestly. To the basement, I guess. I don't know. Ugh. Really? And far enough away so that they can't hear either. I mean, they have to be basement or outside mm-hmm. because they're not allowed to have hear the sex. Okay, but... At least Faith and Wood and um, Willow and Kennedy were in rooms with doors that closed, but Anya and Xander were just straight up in the kitchen. Just doing it. Like, anyone could... Andrew would just walk in looking for his Hot Pockets and get just an eyeful. You know he would just stand in the doorway and just quietly just, like, eat a snack. God, yes. (laughs) Terrible. Well, he loved them in Storyteller. I think that he would probably get his camera and be like, well, this is the sequel. The story you just hear <laughs> quietly, just like a little <laughs> the camera zoom in and a little red light. No! <laughs> oh, shit. Disgusting is what it is. A little jealous, huh? Of course I am. I'm a lot jealous. I mean, if we're done having sex, then I think other people should just knock it off. Was this spy? No, Caleb. Caleb said the bringers pant like dogs because they don't sweat. They pant like mm-hmm. dogs. And I said, shitting in their robes confirmed that if they are just dogs, then what we said about how they go to the bathroom, they just bend over and oh, take yeah, a shit. Right. Confirmed. <laughs> right, right. I confirmed. Forgot about that. I know. <laughs> don't even got to lift their robes. Nope. Ew, gross. Uh, back to the Buffy and Spike commandeered bedroom. Um, mm. There is a line where she says, no. You really have a problem with that word, don't mm-hmm. you? And I don't think Rebecca Red Kirshner meant to harken back to Mr. Attempted Rape, but goddamn. Yeah? I do. I think it's, a, I, I'm glad that it was here. It's another weird continuity thing where I'm like, I'm still impressed. I'm still impressed. That's something I thought they would never do. We are still talking about it. And it's even more complicated because they're having this like really big reconciliation moment. And I mm-hmm. re- kind of appreciate that they bring up, even in a sort of, you know, sort of lighthearted ish manner. Um, you know, why we kind of were here in, a, in the first place. I mean, I hope that that is, was intentional, but I like you also you could so. play it as just this in that moment of like, no, I've told you no twice in this conversation and you really have a problem with that word, don't you? Mm. I don't know if it was supposed to dig that deep, but I hope so because, hope yeah, so. that would be nice for the, like, let's, for a moment, have some kind of length of memory for this show, please. Fuck. Uh, anyway, stay sure. Uh, I know that Daniel already mentioned this, but I just need to harken back to the complete lack of Kennedy, complete lack of chemistry that Willow and Kennedy have, oh. which is just completely underscored by the fact that Faith and Principal Wood have a lot of chemistry together, and they're just like cutting back in between the scenes. And I was like, wow, well, it looks like she's getting a rook now. Yeah. It's so bad. And then Kennedy is just like, I have my tongue out. It's sexy, right? right. <laughs> the pierced tongue. She's 15, guys. She's 15. I know! God. Never forget. It's just like thinking as Allison Hannigan, you're just like laying there with someone licking your neck. It's so weird. Just trying to look weird, like you're enjoying it when you're just like, Ugh. And it seems like that where there's no chemistry yeah. and you're, you're yeah. really out of the moment that you can't help but feel like, oh, that's just like two strangers in a bed. Yeah. No, licking their necks. I just yeah. 
I wonder how yeah. detached again, like you brought up earlier, how they're probably just not on the set anymore because they're not really on the show. So I wonder how yeah. detached they are from the show. Because I mean, otherwise, I, I would want to believe that they would have a vested interest in some of these characters. And it's just wild how, I mean, again, writers are going to write, right? And these poor actors who kind of embody the characters, I wonder what they think about this. I mean, I feel like it'd be hard to be an actor, number one, just to do it. But I think I would have so, so much ownership over them that if I had a bad script like this, I think I'd be pissed. I think I'd be really mad. Mm-hmm. And how do you even raise those objections? And I don't know. Do you just trust them? I mean, you you know them. They know the writers, right? So you, you kind of would, right? You would just trust them. And but then you get this, where this girl's licking your fucking neck, and it's like I don't even know this girl. Fuck. That's what I'm saying. They got to be checked out, man. They got to just be gone. I know. Willow and Allison Hannigan did all the acting she needed to do last year. <laughs> She's she done. Really did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she got there and in the killer time, same me. And same time, same, same, same place. Same place. But that, you know, yeah. now we're done. <laughs> we're done. Uh, Daniel. Oh, uh, do, do, do. Uh, like I said, the, well, we already kind of went over. The, the Wilkin, I'm so glad the mayor is back. I mean, Kelly, this is when I see the mayor I and I see Faith, I think about a love story. A love story between <laughs> the two. Uh, absolutely hilarious. How great is it to have him on the show? That was like Perfect. that was great. That was really funny. And like the moment he started talking, it just felt like we were back in season three. Just saying, just I know. off the wall stuff about his favorite little girl and or little woman or whatever. And just funny. It's the end I don't of humanity, faith, not the end of courtesy. It's <laughs> so good. H E double hockey sticks, like excellent. Just like really uh, killed it. But the lore still fucks me up. I still do not understand. And we talked about the Spanish missions last time. And I'm like, is he? When did this man get to Sunnydale? Like, when are we saying he founded this town? Because we saw the photos of him wearing suits and like presumably a hundred years ago, right? They do say that. And I'm still like, I don't get it. And and the fact that they bring it up again, it just invites me to say, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what the fuck is California even? What is California? I am part of the first, as you kids call it, but I'm also... Me, Richard Wilkins III, late mayor and founder of Sunnydale. Here, I'll prove it to you. Ask me a question only I know the answer to. Something like, <laughs> where did I hide the moon pies in my office? Or, who was my favorite character in Little Women? Meg. <laughs> I know, I know. Most people guess Beth, but Meg, she's such a proper young lady. Remember when Joe burned her hair? Um, obviously, we already talked about this, but just to put another fine point on it, and to dunk on Giles one more time, he <laughs> killed the bringer without little to no information, mm-hmm. and his excuse is, we need to find a subterranean space large enough to house an armory. That was it. That's all I needed. That's like that's it. That's all. He couldn't. He didn't need to stay alive even for one second longer because we know it's in a subterranean place large enough to house an armory. And as I said, that could be a closet in a basement, and I can't get over it. Sasha, I mean, like literally, you're not going to be like, what are the first we- first weaknesses? No, nothing. Yeah. No. no, I know. Whatever. Um, why? How is Caleb superpowered? What the fuck is going on? No. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of Caleb, why is he the only one strong enough to be the vessel? What the fuck is a vessel, anyways? What does any of that mean? I hate you. Well, this was a rewritten story where we made him like the purest evil, right? Itinerant preacher yeah. killing everybody. Because then you've shown us that he's a terrible person, and yeah. you could have the first not just say it now out of nowhere, but you could have actually led with it to say, "Hey, you're actually the worst human being that's ever lived." Since uh, I don't know Caligula. Or whatever, just say somebody. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Sell us, sell us on it. Because otherwise, why, mm-hmm. why, why the fuck? I mean, he's a dick, but 
Charles Yeah, Manson. to back it up Why with that vacant Manson? line. I mean, like, the, the yeah, he's a murderer, but so are lots of people. Right. <laughs> yeah, honestly. It's wild. And then what does it mean to be hit? The vessel. Is that why he's super strong? Yeah. Yeah. Because the first shares its power with him somehow. And I guess because the first elected him to be the vessel. I don't know. Because he's the only one strong enough for reasons. For reasons. Just like the rest of the season. Daniel. That's bad. Um, (laughs) The fight scene with Caleb and Buffy was decent. I actually did not hate watching that. But when it went into slow-mo right away with The Matrix, I was like, I mean, man, we are years out of The Matrix. You cannot be doing this. Even 20 <laughs> years later, your brain automatically does it. They have really just monopolized slow motion. It's wild. Mm-hmm. They were not the first to do it. You know, If I saw it in an 80s movie, I would still be like, fucking rip off Matrix, man. <laughs> that is so rough. It just is so immediately just... But then it was an ugh. okay fight. I kind of enjoyed it. I, I didn't hate it. But then I hated the cutaways with the stupid fight downstairs in the darkness. I, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. I liked the flashlight fight. I Just it because it's slightly aesthetic. unique. It was, it was. Yeah. I just, mm-hmm. they would all die. Uh, they should have all died. They, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, they would absolutely. All die. Yeah. Um, They'd probably accidentally kill each other. Exactly. Yes, yes, yeah. There's knives everywhere. So Spike offers to kill Faith or Buffy. Maybe a joke, maybe not. But he says it so confidently Mm -hmm. that he's like, yeah, I could definitely kill her. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think? I think he could. Dan, do you think he could? I think the, really? the power of Buffy's wanting it, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> the power of Buffy's love. I also love. don't know about Faith. I mean, I guess I would question, like, her own commitment to being a slayer. I mean, that would be what I would sense to be a weakness of her, or at least I would predict that to be one, right? Because she is conflicted. At least the show would want us to believe that. So maybe that's something, again, that, like uh, Spike said, you know, it takes one bad day. And if she's in any way questioning her own power, that would be mm. the boon for somebody like Spike, especially as powerful as Spike. Mm-hmm. I mean, he would have a field day with her. I, th- I think he'd kill her for sure. That would mm-hmm. be exciting. I agree. That would be a really cool. That would be a cool arc to do on the show. I mean, fuck, have that happen and see what Buffy does after that. That would be that would be crazy. That would be terrible. I don't want Faith to die. Well, I don't want Faith anyway, to die either. Should... But do something for the love of God. Yeah, please, something. dear God. Um, okay, welcome to Philosophy Corner with Stacia. Oh, <laughs> ooh, yes, spinoff. <laughs> Is evil the same thing as sin? You're in the hearts of little children. You're in the souls of the rich. You're the fire that makes people kill and hate. The fire that will cure the world of weakness. They're just sinners. You are sin. I do enjoy your sermons. And you're in me. It's literally no one else in the world targeted slash fighting the first. These are good questions. Some would have you believe that, say, premarital sex is sin and sin is evil. Mm-hmm. Thus, the first is in Willow and Kennedy fucking <laughs> and Xander and Anya fucking and Faith and Robin fucking. But then yet the first looks on and says, I wish I could do that. <laughs> Alas, I am merely evil. <laughs> and, but then Caleb reassures the first, but you are sin. And I was like, what is sin? <laughs> if it is not the act of evil. <sighs> the first is not sin. If the first is evil and sin is not evil. 
I do not understand. I love when you sit and really break it down. It just starts to really be gibberish, I guess. Yeah. And then it just like threw in a sharp relief, like the first, the first of all evil, of which all evil is birthed from this all-encompassing, unknowable entity, demon, god, theory, consciousness, morality thing. And what it's doing is watching our friends have sex. Of all the things in the world, (laughs) this is what it's doing. It only cares about these people and them having sex. Like, there's no, like, your grand master plan just comes down to these 10 people. They're like, there's literally no one else in the world to target. You have no backup apocalypse. There is nothing else going on this guy's docket. He is just like pervin. And that's it. And I'm just like, what are we doing? And I wish, you know, the show wanted to, like, make these big comments about, like, what is evil and, like, add some gray area. Because, you know, Buffy is very, like, good and evil are opposites. I am good. The first is evil. Blah, 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 whatever. But if you could have some gray area, it could be more interesting, right? To be like, oh, well, the first is sin. But like, if it's not because we define sin as these things and the first isn't those things, the first is only murder, then like, what does that mean? And mm-hmm. so if I'm having premarital sex, am I making the first stronger because that's sin and sin is evil and the first is evil. So should we not be doing this right now? And like, I was just like spiraling out during the last like 10 minutes of this episode thinking about like, is every single bad thing that they're doing making the first stronger even though you don't think about it like that but like you know every time Buffy jaywalks is the first like got a bump <laughs> plus 10 power to me <laughs> uh, the Andrew does like in a throwaway line make almost a joke about that when they're trying to interrogate the first where mm-hmm. he's like so are you just like the manifestation of all of our collective like yeah. bad intentions mm-hmm. and if everyone was unconscious mm-hmm. for like 10 would minutes would you just you disappear die. that's the only time yeah. That's an excellent. Yeah. Wow, that's so great. <laughs> but that that's what is sin, what is evil? Yeah. It's all a cons- I mean, morality is sometimes relative. And then, and yeah, who defines are- that? Different cultures have different ideas of what's right and what's wrong. And if the first is evil and the first is, like, all-encompassing, then there must be a true definition of what is evil. Right. Clearly, it's not these people having sex, although some people would say it's sin and sin is evil. Right. At least that's my understanding mm-hmm. of the definition of it. I think you're good with murder. Know. Murder's probably the easiest <laughs> yeah. one to Solid, like, get on yeah. board with. But Unless exactly, it's war, right? right? Well, then yeah, you can kill people and it's not sin. It. That's a great yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's See, holy, like, what's what holy? Is... Who's holy? What's... Yeah. What does that mean to what, which God? Which God is the right one? What's doing this? Well, and even just like with Buffy, why is killing demons okay and not killing humans? You know, like you're drawing these lines, but like what does it mean and how does that feed into the first and what does the first want? And like we don't know Yeah. because it's so amorphous. So, yeah, I was just like struggling with that. Yeah, we meet the demons in their other – I mean we know that they're in other dimensions and they're just writing about – this fucking genocidal murderer in another dimension. Do not go there because this person <laughs> does not care about you. You we tell we tell our kids that they have value 
I mean, just it's a parallel to America, right? You look different, yeah. and you but you have value. You are a real my person. little hell demon and then, baby. And then you walk <laughs> into this universe, <laughs> and this fucking bitch just walks up and murders you in cold blood and calls it righteousness for no reason. And that's but that is that's exactly what the first could even be. I mean, yeah. it's, it's dark. It's dark. But I wish I oh I wish I mean, the show did. But that would have been interesting, right? If you could have had a moment where you're like, maybe Buffy is the bad. Like, are we the baddies? Are we the baddies? (laughs) We've said that so many times. Because Buffy could be the baddie. She is so... Gang, they gang murdered our boy. (laughs) They killed him. They killed him. I mean, you know, there's that saying, like, there's no one that can do more evil than someone who does it in the name of faith, right? Like, this idea that if you have conviction that what you're doing is right, Right. you'll do anything. And I think you could apply that to Buffy and make her really terrifying if you wanted to and interrogate. You know, it's not just that you need to have a mission, but your mission has to have the right parameters. You need to be, you know, clear about what you're doing and why you're doing it and what it means. And maybe killing little demon babies isn't the way to to do the thing that you need to do. Like, if your mission is to kill demons, then you're doing it. But if your mission is to keep humanity safe, maybe you're not doing it. And, like, what are those gray areas? But we don't do any of that. The council could be the church. You know, it could be, like, the Catholic Church. Right. It could all be a parallel, yeah. I think the first is directly tied to demons as far as the lore in the show. It does seem to, yeah. Um, Because the the entire impetus of the first acting out now that we learn from Sparky Jones, never forget, mm. is that the imbalance of good mm-hmm. versus evil. And right. the only way that you can really know that there's an imbalance and the only reason why it makes sense if you're doing it now is because it's purely a numbers game. Because there are two slayers, or because Buffy fucked up the line, because now there will mm-hmm. forever be two slayers, right. they could theoretically kill twice as many demons as they ever have before. So I think that's the beginning and end of it. It's mm-hmm. just purely demons are bad. Don't ask any questions. Right. And if there are more of them than there are our fighters, then there's an imbalance and vice versa. If we, are, we have too many fighters and too few demons, there's an imbalance. So the first comes in to just fix the little quota and then theoretically would fuck off. I don't know. <laughs> I just wish we knew. Like, I wish the show would like say that though like what is evil is being a demon and this is how we define what a demon is it's something without a human soul like whatever it is like i just want there to be like some interrogation of like will you say you're evil how do i know yeah prove it what that actually what are you standing for right Right. like and the most interesting villains are always the ones that think that they're doing good that have like a justification for the actions that they're taking and the most boring villains are the ones that are like I'm evil because I'm evil <laughs> and so then you're like okay Which is Caleb. I mean, Caleb's so boring yeah it's just like I hate women and I want to kill them and it's like yep that's bad you're a bad guy all right. Yeah, that's simple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why Lori gets a like, pass because she's a god. Adam is like a mutant, mm-hmm. so like they have some a little bit of those motivations where they are just kind of the baddie. But like they also, yeah. you feel another connective tissue to them. Whereas Caleb is just like a guy; he's just an asshole. Yeah. Like, in the end, well, it's, it's fun to see him, but he sucks. I feel like especially with Glory, because it's like not only is she a god, she's a hell god. And the things that she's good at are not things that are appreciated here, but are appreciated (laughs) in her world, right? right? And in addition to that, she's like in 
like time out of space or whatever where she's like literally losing her mind and so you get these like pieces of like I understand why she's doing the thing that she's doing she wants to go back home she's supposed to go home and like that's reasonable I can understand why you would take these steps especially when if it was in your world they wouldn't be outrageous things to do they would be accepted for you to do to just go home and then you're like I get it I understand why Glory's doing what Glory's doing I don't understand Caleb he hates women for reasons could you have (laughs) weaved the first through like glory and stuff I mean I know they do that with the spin at the beginning where we bring all these people from disparate dimensions really glory is not from here so he is collecting Mm -hmm. the first is collecting everything but I wish Mm. I don't know I wish he was like yeah you know I I, I got into glory's brain she thought she was falling apart because she wasn't there but really it was just me I don't know. Just make make you the center of our entire universe, and that then it rewrites cool. the entire show. Yeah, and then we can almost would buy be nice. That everyone was you, and you did this all. I don't know. Again, on purpose? Question mark? Question mark? Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. But I don't know. I mean, it is to hard to believe that the first is like this ultimate puppet master that we've never seen before and seems to not actually be doing anything. That, I mean, that's the worst part. What's <laughs> If you think about the fact that the first showed up in midway through season three in a single episode yeah. to never be heard of again, and then they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of insane that we did that. Let's make it real, but not flush it out at all. It's just like. <laughs> well, we have this one line when uh, the first S. Buffy is talking to Caleb, and um, she asked about like the status of getting the axe out of the rock or something, and he was like, you know, soon. And she was like, wake up the bringers and get them back to it. Like, you can't even wake up your own bringers because yeah. you're not fucking real. <laughs> That's hilarious. So- Oh, impotent. That's so like, just funny. like so, yeah. so, so completely <laughs> impotent. Just fucking terrible. Bad, bad guy. Bad season. Bad season. God. Really Sorry. Terrible. Sorry for that 20 minute tangent. No. no. That was excellent. What That's is evil? what the show deserves. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Daniel, do you have anything else the, to say? The final one is just what a, what a, same thing with The Matrix. Uh, this show pre, I guess it is after 24, but it's pre, um, our boy Robin, D.B. Woodside, going on to the show. So uh, it's just crazy that 24 is going on. I wonder if that is in any way an inside joke. I wonder if he got the part at this point and they just... I mean, it was a huge phenomenon. I mean, he was at the show at its utter height. Um, you know, 2001 or 2002 is when it came out. So we were in season two um, at the time in 24. So it's got to be a callback in some way. Are you kidding me? Like, that is so It's a pretty specific sound, yeah. It is. I mean, it's definitely not the, the same beep, but it is... It is literally an episode of 24%. So it has to be. Yeah, I, know. I know. Yeah, I immediately thought that. You're right. It's, it, it is not the same no. beeps, but it is like the, doing it in the very last second of the episode. Like that has Yeah, that seems very intentional. And that happens every I hope it single is. episode. But, you know, this is a bomb. That's fair. But like, come on. DB, at this point, would have would have definitely been going on the show. Right? He yeah. probably would have known. I mean, next year, I think, he is when he showed up on the show right after Buffy. So. Where are the 11 yeah. Oh. Anyway. Do you have anything? No. Where mm-hmm. are the vials? Where are the vials? How do I find the vials? Okay. Please, Daniel, could you update our watches? Vander <laughs> construction outfit watch. No. I. He. No. He's really not in the episode. Uh, maroon jacket watch slash Anya belt alert. You're gonna be surprised, Kelly. Yes. She was wearing the maroon jacket of sorts. What? Yep, she, oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah, when she was fighting Caleb. I mean, I only have her going down into the, but you can see. Again, is it really the maroon mm. jacket? No, it's a maroon jacket. Oh, no, that's the camel is coat. That, that's, that's the potato jacket. jacket. Yeah, it means nothing. It means nothing. It means nothing. <laughs> it means nothing. <laughs> I said yes, but I'm not going to sermonize about it. 
Padre. <laughs> Go fish slide into the hole. Just so funny. So funny. <sighs> Such a good slide. Such a good slide. So, so bizarre. Like she's on roller skates. And she just has to open it up and jump in. Old Buffy would have done that. Old Buffy would have had that thing close. And then she would have been like, Ooh, whoops, and then jump in. That would have been hilarious. But I mean, they serious. like literally... They like literally put the stunt double on like a skateboard, right? And just like oh, shoved her. <laughs> oh yeah, I wonder. It's probably a nice like sloped in there so she can just like zoop right down a little slide. That'd be fun. Who knows? Anyways, Dawn's piercing screams. No, unfortunately she was not in this episode, but I want to no. scream because when Dawn and Willow are talking about Turkish spell books and her being smart and useful and we're talking about magic and it's in those moments that I hate the show and it feels alive I and I feel dead inside. Because I'm fucking dead. <laughs> and I, I cannot believe that Dawn is not in this show. She is I too know. important to not be in this fucking show. Why can't the first possess her? Why can't she be evil? Trachtenberg is too much of a talent to waste. I cannot believe you're wasting Trachtenberg. Wild. Uh, I've been reading this old Turkish spell book. There's an old conjuration that the ancient Turks used to communicate with the dying. Oh, yeah. I think I've read a translation well, no. Do shut up. There's a translation of it? I'm over it. Chips Ahoy. <laughs> no, but I did say we call back, you know, Mr. Attempted Rape himself. Yeah. And I do think it was. I, I want to believe that it was um yeah. that it was on on point. Uh but no, we don't really talk about you know chips anymore because it's gone. Little is bad. I had to go back through the screenshots to make sure. I don't think we do fight a vampire, right? No. Nope. So that is a no. Buffy has a personality, yes. Um, slight pushback from her friends lets her pursue her real passion, petty breaking and entering, which is a crime. And it's not, <laughs> she should be against that, but she is really into it. I think, and she's good at is it. Is that evil? Is that evil, right? That is jaywalking is evil? evil? I mean, is it? Is it? I don't know. Um, she loves a good tab soda. Also very funny. Yep. Good, good um, yep. And then there are also, I don't know if you guys noticed this. Maybe you can help me out here. I've got visual proof for this audio medium, but... Um, where is it? It's when they're sitting around one another. Here it is. Um, there are new placemats out on uh, out on the mm-hmm. island. Yeah. I noticed those. And so I think that Buffy nixed these placemats. And when she self-exiled, this was a chance to be like, bust out the placemats. This is re- <laughs> step number fucking one. These were this is this is my taste. This is Dawn's taste, or this is whoever's. It's like, or it's probably Willow, Willow and Tara. They bought this while they were high, and it's like Buffy said, "Those are going away," and now they're back, baby. So I, I do think that they're coming out of a closet because Buffy's not there. Nice. And then immediately when Buffy returns, they're just we'll never see those again. And when they disappear, oh, confirmed. <laughs> to offer and watch, no, but we do get the mayor, which uh, we love Counts. the mayor. <laughs> we, love, we love the mayor. Again, we would have loved yeah, to see to Hoffren. Does to Hoffren know the first? Right? Wouldn't he be associated mm-hmm. in some? All right, most we just can't do this. Most valuable weapon, <laughs> the Sunnydale cell phones. I said no, but uh, no. the newly cold faith wants pick me Robin to wait by the phone in case, that he's, <laughs> in case he's needed for reasons. I hated all of that. I just like we fuck. And we're supposed to be, and Robin's just like, what about me, baby? It's like, fuck yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, oh, who are you? Why have you changed as a character? I loved him up there giving great advice. I, that scene was really good. Too much telling, but I liked them talking. That was great. I think them having sex with each other worked, unlike uh, Willow yeah. and Kennedy. 
even though they're in a relationship. This one just worked so much better for me. But it, uh, come on, why why are we making Faith this way? Michael Wicca, Amy Gothwatch. No, I was hoping that uh, we would do some magic with uh, our boy Don, but nothing. Give Don something to do. No. There are too many no. damn kids in the summer's house. Yes, there are so many fucking extras in so this house. Even many. in crucial moments like this one that we were talking about with the placemats, there are three random slayers and presumably 17 are off screen somewhere like why why are these three here with every main character again except for willow that one that's behind anya could just be willow why isn't it willow we have got stupid kennedy like she's trying to hide inside that fridge i don't know why she's glued to it and then amanda why can't one of them be willow but they're speaking ones felicia i think is here i think she's over in the side but why isn't she in frame like why why is that girl standing by the sink in the shot i know because if, you know. Don't, if you're not a speaking character you shouldn't be here get out of the shot <laughs> get out of the shot you got to get out of the show <laughs> by the way is willow okay all right no oh, no this is negligence <laughs> on the scale of dark willow looking to end the world the, the no, same it's the same to me because what is really the difference willow in her silence is allowing passively for the world to end Instead of actively trying to destroy the world by her sitting here, that's enough, sweetie. You're pushing too hard. You are allowing the universe to implode. That's that's all. So I think that she has not recovered. And I wish that she said, I don't want to sleep with you because I'm broken and I am heartbroken and sad and you do not do anything for me, child. Go away. I wish that I wish that's what happened yeah. because she is devastated. And I, I see her sitting here doing nothing as just another cry for help. The same way that Dark Willow was. Inappropriate lines yeah. were crossed, as we said. Um, again, I brought up the cute dialogue, you'll be my kite string, and we just get the AI responding. Um, I said Willow settled for a child doorknob. Yeah, I think that works. She's a child doorknob, yeah. Um, <laughs> and she's an idiot. I mean, that's really what I'm getting at. And uh, I called her an unwitty bore, yeah. And then we already talked about mm-hmm. Killer and Me. I mean, just uh, how weird it was to have her cr- crying and then uh, Kennedy just be like, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> that's that's the extent of their chemistry. Um, and then, like I said, even after sex, yeah, Kennedy goes out with the goon squad. And well, what's Willow doing? We'll never know. Uh, and then all I could think of, uh, again, we brought this up too, but same time, same place. What a classic number six episode for me. So good. Such a great Willow episode. And was really the thing J- Joss Whedon said about it making season seven, making season six make sense. We were on a good track with those first three episodes. It felt real. It felt like we were really going to pay that off. Man, we have strayed so far from the light. We were so far. Yes. Uh, That should be a sin. That is what Caleb is talking about. Um, Books (laughs) a million. I don't think there's a single book in here, so that's a no for me. Streets Ahead. Yeah. We welcome back the the map of Sunnydale. Um, Mm. Who had it? Where did it come from? We have seen that before. I think that's the one that Willow had. Right in, in I think same time same place, that got burned though. So it's like oh yeah, I think it's yeah. the same map though. But it's hard to tell. You really couldn't see that one at all. Although they knew what they were talking about. Again, do, do, do the bringers know about that map? Again, which map is the right map? Um, we do get to see some Ravello neighbors. I guess I don't know how far uh, Buffy walked down the street when she was alone, mm. but mm. we did get to see some neighbors as they were packing up because electricity is gone. <laughs> and the subterranean space, I, I still can't get over that we didn't even say, hey, d- do we confirm that the U.S. Army did actually cement and salt the earth where the initiative is? Because that would be a prime spot to call back our show, you know, that we're doing a television show. 
where this uh-huh. would be a great place. And it would also be pretty funny that they didn't do it the first time and said they would, and then they didn't do it again. And it's still just sitting there underground. I think that would have been a really fun fun touch. But we instead go somewhere else for no reason at all. You could have just called it the initiative. What are we doing? Giles' biggest KO, absolutely yes. Completely ineffectual, embarrassing man. Like I said, kills the bringer because he needs to feel something. Again, pathetically, right after that says, we must go tell Faith. Because without batting an eye, Faith is the new boss. And instead of liberating themselves from the strictures of Slayerdom, he will just lick the next boot for some reason. I don't even know why. <laughs> why is he licking her boots? I don't understand. Because he needs Great attention question. so bad, I guess. He needs, he needs to attention. be useful. He needs attention. I mean, I don't know. Him and Robin. Just, Him and Robin. Pick me, pick me, please. <laughs> I, Xander doesn't do this. Again, Xander is the only person who's just not groveling at the feet of of whoever is just in power. When Robin could have been in power, Giles could be in What are we doing? I don't Whatever. Those are your watches. Mad? Just because you ran away and abandoned your post and your friends and your mom and made them lay awake every night warn about you? Maybe we should wait out here. Oh, man, what an excellent episode. I can't wait for us to rank this sucker. Are you ready for mine? Here we go. Willow ranks. Willow ranks. Willow hacks. We talk about the net <laughs> slash something. Wicca. This way it comes. She does the Turkish speaking spell, which worked, and I it was cool because Andrew did a great job. I do like the actual mechanics of the spell. Having Andrew Me say too. the words was fun Me too. And, and spooky and cool. Um, so six for that. Dawn needs an adult. No, she's useful. Again, she knew the spell to do immediately. Translated herself. And I wish that the show liked Dawn, as we keep saying. Seven for Dawn. Monster of the Week, I don't know, The Bringers, Ineffectual Caleb, Home Invasion Buffy, Flying Off the Handle Giles, Statutory Predator Willow, Ice Cream Wasting Onion Xander, who can say five? <laughs> Truly the worst. Who can say five? That's good. <laughs> the power out, where will we get more ice cream, you guys? I know. That's a great point. Giles level of Giles, all I wrote at first was, what the fuck happened to you, man? (laughs) 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 That was it. And then I wrote some more stuff, but we already talked about it. So uh, Uh, one for Giles level of Giles. He is the most un-Giles he's ever been in his entire fucking life. And I do not know this person. He is a stranger. Remove him, please. God. Relationship good or so bad is the group dynamic is still kind of fractured. And obviously Spike and Buffy are on the outs completely. Yes. Buffy is gone. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, anyway, the one-on-one relationships are happening, you know? You know what I mean? You know what? I, do you get it? The, the one-on-one the relationships. One-on-one. A for relationship goodness or badness. Episode-specific, uh, I did like Spike, Spike's whole speech. I thought he was really cute and, like, trying to cheer up Buffy. And I really liked that it was such a realistic conversation. I just felt really empathetic to Spike in that moment or, like, really simpatico with him when he was like, I don't I don't know what I'm trying to say. Uh, I'll know what I say. I'll know after I say it. And when he's like, you said something pissed me off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. I just, give me a second. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I just usually, know I'm mad. <laughs> usually I would just hear a writer being like, I don't know how to write this. But for Spike, it actually, like, it worked well because they did have a full scene mm-hmm. after that instead of just like, I don't even know what I have to say, but I love you, Buffy. And then we move on. Right, right, right. That's what a bad writer mm-hmm. would do. But that was really, really good. Matrix mentions aside, I just wrote when he's like, you're the one, Buffy. You're the one. And then she cries because. Single tear. So good. 
So 10 out of 10 for that. Um, but then I put it for that is what inspired them to do the Matrix stuff with Caleb 0 out of 10. But I'll keep the 10 out of 10 for, for, for Spike. That is the lore, Total for of, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Total of 37, 12 out of 20 for the season. Considering how hard we dunked at it, it maybe should have been lower. But the middle of the pack is deep for this season because everything is nothing. Uh, is above, never leave me, and below the killer in me. Next, Stacia, <laughs> where did you rank this? I don't know if I was too harsh on this episode or what, but um, I ranked this at 34 out of 140. Sorry, I ranked this at 134. Is that what oh I did? No. <laughs> it has to be 134, uh, not 34. I ranked this at 133. There we go. Scared me. Out, out of 142. <laughs> you almost made Daniel do a spit take. 34. I, know. I was like, what? Harsh? No. <laughs> 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 I'm vetoing your score. <laughs> 133, 133 out of 142. Accurate. Yeah. That's okay, good. Okay, what's above and below? Um, so it is below iRobot and you, Jane. Oh, harsh yeah. for iRobot, you, Jane. And. <laughs> oh, Restless. Which? Below that, so. Oh, dang. Two yeah, Restless is below that. Two um, season ones. Yeah, two season ones. I mean, they're rough. I miss they're it. Rough. I miss it, though. I, I do times. too. God, it's uh, good times. Funny. And then it's above Showtime, which is also from this season, and The Puppet Show, <laughs> another yeah. season one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hate that episode of principle. And what did you write for the synopsis? Um, I wrote The Power Goes Out, Buffy, Sad Cuddles, Spike. Will is afraid to get off. <laughs> oh, no. Buffy gets an axe, and Faith gets a bomb. <laughs> Yeah, that's a. She gets a bomb. I like that. Accurate as ever. She gets it. Receives a bomb. Oh, we don't know. She gets a bomb. Yeah. How will our Slayers ever survive? Uh, Daniel, where did you rank this episode? Um, I said, I don't know if it was last week or the week before that I wish I could rank them all at the very bottom. And if I had one thing I could just change, I know we talked about what would be our regrets (laughs) and stuff like that. That's right. But a broad, a broad thing that I would genuinely want to do is to to basically redo most of season seven and replace them at the bottom because I think it's way more embarrassing to end your show um, than to start your show with a bunch of weird clunkers because those episodes are way better than this shit. Uh, so I, unfortunately it's 54. So in, in my list, 54, <laughs> 54, because I believed that there would be worse and better. And I was like, yeah, I'll just put fucking teacher's pet way at the bottom, really believing that everything was going to be better. And they just, Fuck your crutch. I'm kicking the crutch out from underneath you, Buffy. You don't get to just coast anymore. In fact, these characters don't resemble our friends anymore. That I don't think mm-hmm. you deserve the crutch. Because if they were just riffing and having fun, then, okay, fine. The show is ending and we're done. But where are our friends? They're not even here. It was absolutely terrible. I said we're sinking in abject nonsense. And I would give it, honestly, just put it at the bottom. Fuck it. It would just be yeah. 137. Um Killed by Death. Again, I'd rather watch Killed by Death. But it is 54. <laughs> Justice. Oh, my God. It's awful. And Bad Eggs. I mean, it's just like all these things are just way better. Way better. Way more iconic and way more memorable. We will not remember any of this. Um, no. A couple weeks from now. Even before no. we were, when we were first starting the show, we went to like Buffy trivia and stuff. You know, obviously, you know, I'm not going to remember the show like Stacia will and, and, and you will, Kelly. But like, you know, season seven was just a big dark, dark spot. Base mm-hmm. in all of our brains mm-hmm. and um and that was the last thing that i had actually seen so i should remember it more but now i get why i don't this this is such a forgettable nonsense nothing who nothing so, mm-hmm. look forward I really... to four and ten you know that's all i got left so inflated <laughs> undeserved i'll tell you that much 
going up that high. I honestly just like the episode titles. Every time I read them, I'm like, I don't Dutch know. For all the seats, I'm like, I have no idea what these. these well, are. after this episode, when it, uh, the credits are rolling, I turned to Kelly and I was like, I thought an old lady gave Buffy the axe. I don't remember this at yeah. all. Well, and I even said that earlier this season that the you Guardians did. gave it to her, and I was wrong. It's the amulet they give. They give yeah. Buffy the hero's amulet. But the lore is that the Guardians forged the axe. Why they don't <laughs> possess the axe? Who knows? Whatever. Stupid. And do we meet the Guardians? Yes. Yeah. Do we see well, we their meet forge? the last guardian? Do we see their no, forge? No, we don't. Okay. Right, we well, don't. She doesn't actually even come out of like the doorway that she's in. They, she yeah. just goes. Wait, just wait. Aren't they just in like a weird so cave? And she's yep. just like, "Hello, I'm a witch. Here's I'm a necklace." But it was like, love, "Oh, thanks." <laughs> I love lore that comes out of fucking nowhere at the very end of a show <laughs> to justify an ending. Fucking awesome. Yes. Speaking of the seed yep. of magic, something that you think you would have uh, foreseen <laughs> Heard in some of before. way. Nope, it totally rewrites but the no. entirety of the show. <laughs> but whatever, fuck it. You're really enjoying this whole moral superiority thing, aren't you? It's like a drug. Fine. Okay. I'm the bad. I can take my lumps for a while. All right, I'll stop giving you a hard time. Run away. Well, I'm sorry. Quitter. Whiner. Baylor, Harpy, Delinquent, Tramp, Bad Seed, Witch, Freak. Well, it's kind of <laughs> stupid because, like, what does the axe even do? Like, yeah, it's a good weapon, but. That's it. It's a cool prop. It's a cool prop. It's definitely a cool prop, it's but, a, like, cool it doesn't prop. have any magical powers and would not have saved the world on its own. Listen, no, but she could have made her. Someone's going to want to buy it. For a thousand dollars. Yes. For a thousand dollars. That someone is me, and that's why we made it. Uh, yeah. No, it's it's for the Slayer. It's like something only they can. We- I think they try to make it kind of like Mjolnir, where like yeah. no one else can. Yeah. But again, it's not the key to stopping no, the apocalypse, though. Not. It could have really cut down on her weapon chest space, though, because you just oh, have man. that one thing. Also, it just felt kind of like okay, so Buffy gets, and everyone else is just stuck with stupid wooden stakes, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> of course they're gonna die. <laughs> oh shit. Um okay. We are we are two to the end. I can't believe we made it through touch. Two Do you have go. anything else you to say, say about this? Two to go. <gasps> you could say, but that would be from a better season. <gasps> yes. Turns out shock of all shocks, season six. Not that bad. No. Stacia, what do you have to say about touched? Anything else? Um no. Daniel, do you have anything else to say about touched? Never again. No, I don't want to watch this again. <laughs> Never again. Never. <laughs> um Please join us next week for a surprise appearance nope. by David Boreanaz, I believe. Ooh. Or all this happens in the finale. I honestly don't know. This is like the, the curse of this season is like, doesn't that happen in this episode? No, it doesn't. It must happen in the next one. How is this season so long and so short and full of so much and so nothing? Why can't we get anything that I hate this I've edited season. you out, Kelly, at the end of most it's of these because you get them wrong. You're like, we're going to see the mayor yeah. next episode. And I know we don't. I'm like, OK, well, I'm not going to make you look <laughs> stupid. So I just take it all out. But well, thanks. I'm not going to put it in the next episode where you would be right. <laughs> but then it's funny because you've been saying, oh, yeah, it's coming. This is happening. No, the mayor was it's this It's coming one, because the season is bullshit, man. Nothing is happening. God. But we don't have time to hang out with our friends. You know what is happening? Speeches. Speeches. Speeches and one. planning and speeches. Quick game, I spy. God damn it. Anyway, Stacia, please say goodbye. Goodbye. Daniel, please say goodbye. Speaking of, I spy with my little eye something that begins with a B. <laughs> Beat Me Pod. Hey, good hey. one. How did you? Beat Me Pods are the only podcast in the whole bloody internet. That's right. Yeah. 
That would be second, second to only podcast. (laughs) (laughs) One of two. Um, One of two. Please join us next time for End of Days, the penultimate episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Weird. That's a weird thing to say. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye! always wanted Buffy to accept you, to love you even. Why do you think that is? You a shrink now? You keep looking for love and acceptance from these people, these friends of yours, but you're never going to find it. The truth is, nobody will ever love you. Not the way I love you. Get out. They'll forever see you as a killer. I said get out. I'll always be with you, Firecracker, in everything you do. No. Oh my god, you're awake? Local anesthetic.